0: What's going on, everyone? Al Jeteris here with another Knicks episode for the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And this is a special podcast. We got two parts coming through for you this way. We got one out of 30, 40 minute part where John and I just wax poetic about the New York Knickerbockers and their nine game winning streak. Talk about Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett. Obi Toppin's improvements, Reggie Bullock coming through, New Noel, D. Rose being the low-key trade of the year, man, sending over DSJ and a second-rounder to get the former MVP to help push this team along. And, guys, we just go in talking about all these guys, how Julius should be considered for MVP in that top-five MVP ranking, talk how he should probably be a third-team All-NBA selection, how he's definitely going to win most improved discuss rj barrett's improvements we just go all in on it man. because the knicks are on a nine game winning streak i don't know how you can't be hyped to see the new york knickerbockers going on a nine game winning streak (laughs) longest streak in the nba right now this season it's insane if you told me at the beginning of this year that we'd be seven games i think it's seven games over 500 i would have called you crazy if you told me we were on a nine game winning streak this season i would have said you're crazy go go get off those drugs but hey We're here, we're happy, we're excited. Fans are out in the street going wild, and it's just been spectacular. But guys, there's a special guest after this one. We got Arsonist of Heatmaker's multi-platinum producer. probably know him for the most famous song, Dipset Anthem. Worked on that, most of the tracks for that album. If you know Jim Jones, Cameron, Juelles, Santana. He's worked with all those guys and more, like Will Wayne and Beyonce. We had him on the pod, talk about New York Knicks and talk about being a producer and the hip hop industry. So it was a lot of fun. Make sure to stick out for that one. It's a fun podcast, fun interview, just a fun discussion. Felt like we we're just sitting around the table, just having a good like kickback with everybody. Yep. And John, John, what's for cetera?
1: Well, we didn't uh split up an etc. portion today, so we basically just go through the Knicks upcoming slate. Where we got the Suns, the Bulls, we got the Rockets and the Grizzlies, the beating of that new West Coast trip that everyone was crying about as soon as it came out. No one had us with so that nine-game winning streak that you can't stop yelling about, which I love. So we'll talk about that. And, of course, we'll get into the TNT game, which is Dallas at the Warriors, which is a huge game for the NBA and the West Coast standing. So just a really fun episode. Definitely stick around and uh here some tips from Arsonist and not just about the hip hop community and producing but also how it translates to your job and your everyday life and really
0: uh, progressing
1: so it was really cool Yeah,
0: absolutely John and I enjoyed it and we had Ricey our producer in because it's one of Ricey's biggest influences in his producing career so it was a great conversation John uh, John, and I really loved it so just stick around great great, all around any, any last remarks John? nah just let's go Knicks Let's go, Ricey. <laughs> Ricey K, man. What's good, everyone? Alex Jutaris here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. So with me, is always, my buddy, my co-host, my pal, the man with a plan, the dude who is at MSG this week, John Malika, nine-game winning streak, my guy. He cannot contain himself. Yo, let me tell you this, about this. John has randomly gone to games, both games that he went to, both games that he went to overtime. He was at two overtime games. We had Ricey, our producer at the Toronto game. Yo, this nine game winning streak, John. John, how are you doing today? Nine game winning streak. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I,
1: what a week, Alex. What a week. What an introduction as usual. Man, I can't believe it. And, to think, the New York Knicks are getting our mind off the New York Jets in the draft this week. Like I haven't even thought about the draft, man. I haven't even thought about it.
0: They're keeping our mind off the draft, the Yankees. <laughs> Knicks oh, are doing wow. stuff, man. And and our mind on the playoffs. <laughs> and our mind on the playoffs. I was
1: screaming fourth seed after that Hawks game. I first of all, I formally apologize for these overtime games. I'm sorry. It hurts. It, it, it's cardiac nicks for me we, way we, more we can than you. John. <laughs> yeah. Like just being there, like the intensity is it, it hurts, but after to this <laughs> whale in the street nine. Oh, no, it was four. Uh, I was fourth seed. I was screaming fourth seed at the time. It was eight. What a game against the Hawks. I was, I was really sad about the Trey Young stuff, but man, Alex, I was flying high. We thought we were excited about the six game winning streak. <laughs> we thought we were excited about the seven game winning streak. If we get a double digit, woo.
0: Yo, I, don't know sons I don't know how act. I'm going to act. I don't know how I'm going to act. Act. <laughs> act. <laughs> be reckless.
1: Reckless. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. So, um, I'm Coptic Orthodox and it's my Palm Sunday today. So right after liturgy, we, I was like saying hi to a friend I haven't seen in a while. I was like, Oh, you know, uh, good to see you. who's like, yeah, nine, nine. I was dying. <laughs> like nice. the first thing I heard this morning after church was nine. I was like, let's go. My mind immediately snapped into Knicks mode. I was like, I'm so happy we have off today. And it reminded me really, really, really quick that the Knicks have been really good during the matinee games.
0: Yes. Yeah, one o'clock games. That I would say that's why for betting, I was just saying, you know, one o'clock. That's why I said earlier this week. Like, yo, you've been really good at one o'clock games. Please, if playoffs, just set them at one o'clock, we're sweeping everybody. I don't even care.
1: I know. I know. I'm hoping that the Knicks are like that the people treat the Knicks like the Knicks and not like the team we see right now. And if we get into the playoffs, like, yeah, 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 we'll put you, we'll put you in the, in the noon slot. Like when people are just waking up, we don't want you in the primetime game because you guys stink. I hope that's how they treat us because. We have really perfected the one o'clock stars, three o'clock stars, and I—I I couldn't believe it. Especially if you remember me and you talking at the beginning of the year, I was so nervous about those games. I was like, "Oh, I don't know." Saturday games, Sunday games—like we're just historically not good at that. But Thibodeau has
0: really turned that around, dude. Absolutely, man. Yo, Tibbs, Julius, RJ, the entire squad. We don't even have Burks. We don't have Mitchell Robinson, and we're. <laughs> We're doing Can you believe it? Right I now forgot now. about Burks, bro. I forgot about Burks. It's so sad. It's crazy because he's been a closer for us. And Julius, RJ, Reggie, Derek Rose, we've had this has legitimately been a team effort all the way through. And I oh, love Even Obi's coming about. through. Obi's starting to get into groove. I don't even know what, man. I I, can't, I legitimately cannot relax right now. Legitimately cannot relax. My fiance's parents are just like, Oh, uh, Nick's are winning. I'm like, hell yeah, they're winning. Just like, get out of my way. I'm, I'm wearing Nick's gear all around. I'm wearing Nick's hats up in Boston. People are like, Oh, Nick's. I'm like, yeah, four. Where are you at? Six? Cool. Don't talk to me. <laughs> like would would legit said you're six, right? Don't talk to me right now. You're trying to talk smack to me. Don't don't even bother me. Don't, I don't got time for this nonsense. We're on a nine game winning streak at this point. I don't need you. I don't need you, my life. Let's right? go. go let worry go. About it. Don't, 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 And they're losing today. We're recording right now at uh five oh four p.m. Pretty sure the Celtics played the Hornets today. I was watching a little bit of that game because I live out here and I don't it's know. That's a big look, game. That's a big game for both teams was. By the way, the Celtics lost 125 to 104 today. Okay. I don't want to hear any Celtics fan talk to me saying, Oh, this is not, this is fake for the next. You guys have been looking like doo doo all season (laughs) long. All right. You guys have been on and off. Sure. You've had injuries. Sure. You've had, uh, players deal with COVID, but today would like legitimately today. (laughs) These got these cats had 13 turnovers. They had, they had, they had 12 by the half. They just did Kemba play. play. Kemba did play. Well, all of them play. All the, star- off, all the stars are playing for today. Yeah. All, all the stars are playing. I don't want to hear it. Okay. Especially I don't like, we don't even have a legitimate rivalry with the Celtics. There's not many playoff matches that we've had against them. It's just a New York Boston thing. Okay. But it's, it's ridiculous that they're even trying to like create something that's been like out of nothing. It's it's pathetic, dude. I I really can't stand when people when fans just out of the woodworks come out of nowhere. But hey, John, let's 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 get into the the meat and the bones of what we've been seeing, um, this past week from the Knicks. You know what I mean? So Julius Randle, Julius Randle. I, I I'm so impressed with how he's been playing this past this past week, man, because Without Alec Burks, you thought we would struggle with closing, with trying to figure out who's generating offense. But Randall's been coming through. He's been playing very well these past couple of games, not even past couple of games, this past nine game winning streak. Let me just, let me just read some uh, stats off to you from when it all started. Okay. 15 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, one three pointer, 26 points, eight rebounds, five assists. One three pointer. 34 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, two three pointers. 32 points, eight rebounds, five assists, five three pointers. 44 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists, six three pointers. 33 points, five rebounds, 10 assists, two three pointers. 16 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists, one three pointer. 40 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, six three pointers. 31 points, 10 rebounds, one assist, three Five three-pointers. It is insane what Julius Randle has been doing on the court, man. And for everyone who just heard your name off all those stats, that's over this past nine-game winning streak. In total, in total, for this past nine-game winning streak, Julius Randle has been averaging 30 points, eight rebounds, nine rebounds, six assists, 46% field goal goal percentage, 45% three-point percentage. It's insane what Julius Randle has been accomplishing this past week. I've just been I've just been enamored. I've been in awe with everything that he's been doing. It's dude, he's legitimately been getting MVP chance in the arena. And deservedly so, Julius Randle's been getting MVP chance in the arena. He should definitely win most improved. He should definitely be in the MVP, you know, uh, he, he, he should definitely be in the MVP conversation and he should definitely be at minimum making an all NBA team with this type of performance. I, I think you have to put, you know, if he's not making, it, he has to be in those considerations. He has to be in that thought process because what he's done for this team is just insane. Absolutely insane. What, what do you think about Julius Randle's performance from this past week? I mean, this past week is... Or just even the nine-game winning streak, man. It's yeah, just
1: been insane. Just a season. Just a season. You know, it, 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 he, he hasn't done anything these last nine games th- more than he did all season long. Besides the first game of the season, of course. The first game of the season was tough. <laughs> I, I'll i never forget it because I remember me and you looking at each other, just staring each other in the face like, No way. No way we can <laughs> do this again for a whole year, man. Uh But after that one game, he really... Most improved player, of course, is a lock. Vegas says so, so we just have to go with that. He's, like, minus 1,200 to be the most improved player, which is about what the Knicks' playoff chances are right now. So those are both lock. With the MVP talk, I remember when we chopped it up with Jeff and Chip last week, Was shout-out to Chip, who called that nine-game winning streak, and... Uh, we had to make the title his name and that was before. So I guess we kind of agreed with him deep down inside and it was kind of outlandish at the same time. And shout out to Skip, uh, shout out to Chip for the opposite of Skip Bayless for actually <laughs> nailing that right on the head. Um, wow. I can't believe it. I, I mean, I remember we were hoping, I was hoping that Chip was right. We were hoping that yeah. we get the three and one with the sons, but deep down in our hearts, we were worried about the one and three, which Trey Young stayed on that court. I was nervous, and we had we it was overtime twice, and it just happened to fall our way. But that's then I, I said earlier before, during this win streak. Early though, we're learning how to close games, which is huge for us, man. We're, and and it's showing right now. We're we lear- we're learning how to close games, and that's because Julius Randle. The one thing I'll say I don't like about him is sometimes he holds the ball too much at the end of the shot clock. He, sometimes his, his court awareness maybe isn't there. I mean, he, he's not perfect, right? His turnovers are high. And sometimes that's because he's doing too much, either dribbling too late in the shot clock or a couple of times now at the end of the half or at the end of games or at the end of overtime, we've seen a lot of buzzer, you know, tight buzzer beat at times. He's holding the ball a little too much. That'd be my slight criticism of him. But I know we're talking about MVP talk. So I'll, I'll stick to, you know, I'll, I'll go back to that and, I cannot imagine that Steph Curry is in front of him. Because that's what we're talking about. Makes no sense. Yeah, like that's what we're talking about, because he he's really like the number four spot. I think that the top three are, are, are pretty locked in with the Joker, even though that's kind of been that's kind of been suspect. And then we have Giannis who is low key, showing that he should be the guy. And then we got Chris Paul, of course, who we talked about on the upper echelon. And then it's the four is LeBron and Steph who were injured. And then you, and then, you know, conventional thought would put Randall right after them. I think you've got to put Randall in front of them. I think he has to be number four. All right. He's not going to get the gold. He's not going to get the silver or the bronze, but he's got to be the sixth man, right? He's got to be the honorable mention, number one honorable mention, because not only did LeBron tweet about him, which uh, I mean, that's it economically. (laughs) I mean, it's it's so it's super dumb, but economically, I mean, it, it is like fiscally worth a lot for LeBron to tweet about you, which is which is funny, which is a funny way to think about it. So it actually is worth something, like tangibly, um, which I know LeBron knows when he tweets something like that. So it is a little interesting. He's kind of crowning him. It's dumb, but when the best player in the league consensus, though everyone's talking about him or Jordan, is kind of crowns you, it's it's a big deal. That, that, that's what I'll say about that kind of, the, the social media part about it. But the numbers, as you always talk about, Alex, the numbers speak for themselves. The Knicks are fourth seed. They're not fighting for a play in like the Warriors. They're not fighting for a play in like the Lakers. The Denver Nuggets might be playing for a play in the way they're, the way they're showing up these days with, you know, without Jamal Murray and Austin Rivers in there. The only person that I would say is really showing his worth but he's not going to get it because he did it two times already and we learned after Nash you just can't really do that again is Giannis Giannis is my low-key he's going to take the Bucks to the Eastern Conference Championship we're talking about the Knicks getting hot the Knicks are hot the Bucs are playing really good basketball so I feel like Giannis and Randall kind of have the same argument where it's their teams are really good and 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 Chris Paul you know but like they're all they're all together so yes Randall deserves to be in the conversation and it's really, he doesn't have Devin Booker. d book. Like he likes to be called. He doesn't have, he doesn't have him. So that, I mean, that's why you got, you got to throw Randall three or four. I know Steph Curry's hitting 10 threes a game, but please spare me. Spare me with the Steph Curry is better than Randall this year talk. Really spare I don't need me.
0: to, I do not need to hear that. And here's the thing. I think, I still think the Joker, I think, still think Jokic should get the MVP because They're still, they're a game from 40 wins and they're still winning without Jamal Murray. It's still impressive. You know, they're trying to figure it out. They just got Austin Rivers this week. He hasn't really been playing that much. I think he got capped to like maybe 11, 15 minutes around there. I have to go back and check, but Jokic, I think he should be definitely MVP this season just because he is the engine of that team and they're still moving without Jamal Murray. Giannis should definitely be number two in my opinion. Because even though they're not one or two in the East, you still saw that without Joel Embiid, the Seventy ers were just fine because of Ben Simmons. Okay, I know Embiid has, has been dominant this season, but the fact that they were okay without him and they were able to run through Ben Simmons is a tandem. It's a duo between that that team. If the Knicks do not have Julius Randle, we're not talking playoffs. <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're, we're just not, not. We're talking. Play, we're not even talking playing game. We're, we're, not, we're not talking anything. Okay, so like, what's uh, what's what's called a spade a spade here? And just give the man the honor so when – because guess what? People were making fun of this on Twitter saying, oh, Knicks fans are sick for calling Julius, giving MVP chance for Julius Randle. Let me say something to those people out there. One, it's fun. If you play a really good game, you're going to get the MVP chance, And you'll probably find that at other arenas around the NBA. Don't take it too seriously. Relax. Go out for a walk. Number two, (laughs) have you been watching the New York Knicks? Have you been (laughs) watching Julius Randle this season? Because if you actually watch Julius Randle this season, you know the Knicks are nowhere near where they are without Julius Randle because he's been our engine. The same way Nikola Jokic is for the Denver Nuggets, Julius Randle has been for the New York Knicks, and that's why he should be in conversation. LeBron has missed some games. Of course, it could be the MVP conversation because he is the greatest player that we're seeing right now. All right, We're not going to talk about uh, Jordan-LeBron James' debate. But he is I mean, that's the the honor right there. That's the honor right there. Yeah, and that just and that just says like how great how great he is, right? LeBron's gonna be in that conversation. Jokic should be in that conversation. Giannis and Bede should be in that conversation because they've had really good seasons and they've been dominant. Julius Randle should be in that conversation because if we're being honest, the Knicks weren't even the Knicks didn't make the bubble last season. They were terrible. They lost more games last season within 60 than this season. Ridiculous. But now to watch the Knicks be relevant again. Yes, you can put, you can attribute that to coaching with Tom Thibodeau, who should be in, running for coach of the year and probably should win. He, there's a really good case that he should win because Monty, yes, the Suns weren't even a playoff team. <laughs> they're, I think they're, what are they? They're they were undefeated two right now. They were undefeated in the bubble and they didn't make it. Yeah. They were undefeated in the bubble. They didn't make it. Then they got rid of Rubio. But poor guy. Poor Chris better Paul. Point guard. <laughs> yeah, you got a major upgrade. And you know Chris Paul should be in the MVP conversation too. So, yeah, man, all, all
1: really just, good basketball players. Yeah, all really good. They're all, all
0: everyone's honestly really if, good. Yeah. If I if I'm being honest, Embiid or LeBron should be outside of the MVP conversation. I just don't like Embiid, really dude. I don't want to I, throw Embiid in there. I, and this is what I'm saying. I think one of those two needs to be out because they miss some time. And you can make a case more so for Embiid than LeBron because the Lakers aren't playing well without LeBron. Right, they're they're nah, they're they're getting by. They're, they're so right? bad. They're, they're not getting by. They're not getting by. But they're, they're like they're still in playoff. They're still in playoff relevance. They're still on the fifth seed. The, <laughs> yeah, the, I know. The but I just I just they're, yes. oh, oh. they're I really know, bothering me. Tough. We'll talk
1: about that at the end because they're playing Dallas, which is going to be a huge game. But they're just so bad without LeBron AD. starting. He's his, his minutes restrictions coming off. Dude, all these teams are bothering me so much. Like the Seventy Sixers not playing their guys. The, the, the Nets not playing their guys. The Lakers, their guys are injured. All like, that's why these people are out of the running for me. It's really bothering me.
0: Yeah. No, I totally understand why it's bothering. And that's why I would probably, you know, the more that you talk about it, I'd lean more towards Embiid being out and Chris Paul taking over that spot. Because let's be real. Suns didn't make the playoffs. Chris Paul comes in and look what he did last season What's with the, the Thunder. Like, yes, we're not going to include last season, but look what he did with the Sun. Suns. Suns were even in the playoffs. Now they're in the two seed. They're almost at the one seed. They might take on the
1: Jazz. They're a game and a half out. Why not? All they have to do is beat the Knicks. But game back.
0: But getting back. (laughs) But game back because this is a Knicks podcast. Julius Randle needs to be in that conversation. He Needs to be in that conversation for all NBA somewhere between one to three. Probably two to three. Somewhere in that range. Most likely three is where he's going to end up if he does make it. But he has to be in these conversations because he's just been that good this season and through this nine game winning streak. He's just been. On a whole other level. Well, you have you have during today's game between the Hornets and the Celtics, they're talking about Julius Randle and his performance. He's starting to get that recognition. The this is where I started. I, we discussed this, I think, last week or two weeks ago, where I said I don't I don't know the narrative, right? I don't know the narrative for Julius Randle, but now it's starting to come in here. It's now starting to pick up. So since it's starting to pick up, if he keeps playing like this, too, there's a really good chance he's going to make some of these selections. Most you better of them, make, obviously. Obviously, third, he better MVP. make the all NBA, bro. He better make the all NBA. He should, man. He's been the third, at least fly. the third team. Come on, dude. The thing is, there's, there can't be that many selections. I did some research. There's, there's like very few seasons where people in the third who aren't NBA all stars that make it. And the one for that, if I remember correctly, was Brandon Ingram. I think, I think I'd have to go back and look mm-hmm. or Victor Oladipo is one of those two guys.
1: Some with a but, huge second half of the season or something.
0: Yes. Yes. But Julius Randle's been an NBA All-Star, so he has to get that consideration. He's been all
1: year, dude, all year.
0: He's been, he's, he already, he already usurps all those guys that anyone else would want to talk about. He's already within that, what, top 24? He's already within the top 24 because he made an All-Star. So he has to be in that conversation because there's 15 guys. So is he one of those top 15 guys? I think he has because one, he's been durable. Two, he's been, he's carried, he's helped carry the Knicks from the freaking grave. Yes, you can say coaching helps, but at the same time, the players have to do that job too, right? The players are the guys who's playing and putting up points and working, u- utilizing that system or whatever the coach has been doing. So you have to put him in that conversation and he's actually been succeeding doing it. So that's just my rant on Julius Randle. Let's go on to our, our other young stud, RJ Barrett. I think he's been playing well too over the stretch. You know, over the stretch, he's been averaging. 17 points, close, I should say 18 points, 17.7. He's been averaging 18 points, been averaging five rebounds, and close to three assists, okay? He's been averaging, he also has a 43% field goal percentage. He has a 43% field goal percentage. And he's shooting 42%, close to 42% from 3 Kids been on fire, been doing work. Yes, there's been games in between. If you watch he's had some shaky games and so forth. But he's really coming along definitely from a second season up until this season. He's looking really, really good. I like what I'm seeing from R.J. Barrett, especially over the stretch. And the good thing is, even if it's not him, we have a full team where it's either Derrick Rose, Emmanuel Quickly, Reggie Bullock, guys. Other guys have been stepping up. But R.J. Barrett has taken another step forward. I, I just can't say it enough. He's definitely gotten most improved. For this team, Julius Randall is definitely the MVP of this team. And I just, I, I need to say this because there's just chatter. There's just chatter uh, uh, in the interwebs that RJ Barrett, according to some uh, writers that he's still a bum where I, I would then question you as a journalist, <laughs> if you were doing, if, if you're really doing an analysis and reading, um, don't you <laughs> see just the numbers alone? like the, the, Just the jump. If you're, if you're even using the eye test, forget, forget numbers. And if you're using the eye test, if you're hitting your shots and you're hitting most of your shots, doesn't that mean you've taken a step forward? Some like to say that he's part of Thibodeau's system, which is helping him look better but then I would throw that back to you saying if he's excelling in a system doesn't mean he's good because he has to actually excel in that system not everyone excels in that system right yeah. I mean
1: yeah I, I, it's i don't I don't think it's a system because I don't think so either. Thibodeau, the, his whole thing is he doesn't have an offensive system. Yes. His defense breeds offense and that's his whole shtick, which is, is clear. But RJ doesn't get enough credit, dude. Five double doubles this season. And I know nobody cares about that. He just got another one, but he's been playing 35, oh, 34 and a half minutes a game. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be specific for you. And that, that's what Thibodeau brings. And he's been doing pretty well from the field during that time forty four and a half percent from the field thirty eight and a half percent from three point what else do you want from the guy? I mean how much of we we start last year, even midway through this year people not just twitter analysts beat writers having fits because r j. Barrett has the ball in his hand at the end of the game, and then they're upset with Randall his iso game when it's a it has to be a clutch basket and they double him. And then we started begging for Emmanuel quickly to just play 40 minutes a game and just start the game, end the game, start hitting threes, you know, like he does. Like it, it's just unrealistic. And so the fact that he's 20 years old, I'll never get over it at this point. I, I I cannot get over the fact that he can't go to the bar. And he's I feel like he's almost a seasoned veteran. His Jimmy Butler is coming out, his DeRozan shows. And I love to see it. And you could tell that. Randall has grown on him the same way, and I'm not comparing Randall to Kobe, but the same way Kobe has like really shown Randall the way, and whatever Randall absorbed, Randall is spewing that back to his smaller guys, but definitely RJ. He's the number one guy, I feel like, uh receiving that. And it, you could tell on the court, and it's contagious to people like Reggie Bullock. Right. Like we were, we were hard on him at the beginning of the year. You specifically, you were just like, yo, his inconsistency is so tough. And look at him now. He's consistent. Why? Because he's in the gym every day because it's contagious. He, he's, he, he's obviously, he obviously is water, like water, right? He's, he, he <laughs> he's, he's, he's molding to the other team. Last year, he just, he, the team stinks. He stinks. He's not going to change the squad. You know what I mean? But, but now when he sees the hustle, the one thing I'll point out, I, I, know I'm kind of transitioning to, to Bullock. Sorry to get off track a little bit, but the way he communicates in the transition defense, he's, pay attention to him. He's always pointing out all the screens, especially in transition defense, making sure that everyone's covered, always getting back. That's huge. That's contagious, right? That's, that's RJ showing up. That's Randall showing up. And then if you get that to your 3 and D guy, your wing, then you're good. Then it's, then it's now contagious over the whole team. You know what I mean? And sometimes our point guard is incapable, (laughs) cough, cough, (laughs) elf. But you know, it 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 just it is what it is. You you could you could feel it. You know what I mean? You could definitely feel it. The energy from Tibbs that goes to Randall that hits to RJ gets to our veterans that we have around Taj Gibson, Noel, Bullock, and then that just you know seeps into the younger guys. Shout out to Obi Toppin and shout out to the lady in my section getting all mad at me during the Hawks game because as soon as he came out for the Hawks game, I was like, oh, no, Obi's coming in right now. Like, we need some defensive efficiency. He's not going to know where to rotate. Like, he was kind of lost on the baseline the first play, too. I was letting him have it. And then he just showed up. You know what I mean? He he started to show up in his spots. And the lady was like, see, see? And I was like, you're totally right. I'm happy. You know what I mean? I'm glad. And Obi is finally... Starting to find his spot. He got a little excited after his couple three pointers. Uh, he had to, he, he got a little, uh, heat check shot, which I thought was a classic. <laughs> you know, like he's he starting,
0: he's starting to, he's to feel comfortable out there. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. I love the way that Obi's starting to come around. It's slow. And this is the whole thing, man, with Obi. And I, and I know we're moving off from RJ to Obi to going to book, And you bring up, before I even touch on Obi, you're bringing up a lot of good points, especially the infectious nature. Of just the hard work ethic that Julius Randle has brought to this team that he learned from Kobe, right? You hear it now that everyone hits up a gym as soon as they land in a new city, right before a game, late nights, whenever they fly in, they're going to put up shots, they're going to get a workout in. That is a type of leadership that this is why I say Julius Randle is an MVP. Because if you're, you, you follow the leader that if he's the leader and you see how everyone's been just praising Julius Randle, whether it's IQ hugging and whether it's Theo Pinson just giving him praises every single day, or just recording him on IG and just waxing poetic about him, right? You you see how infectious it is throughout the entire team, and then honestly, it just comes to us because we just love a team that just works hard, plays defense. It's just, and you feel it, you feel it within New York City. You see how you see how crazy fans are going right now, and it's just a beautiful thing to see. I love it. But to get back to Obi, yeah, he's starting to get comfortable. I like that Obi's starting to get comfortable. And it just takes time. It takes reps. He hasn't had reps. You've been saying it at the beginning of the season. Obi looks like a guy who needs an offseason. And the issue with this season is that he didn't have some in the league. He didn't have a true offseason. He had two weeks before he got ready. Then he got a calf injury. So then he missed time. Now he had to get thrown back in after missing about a month while the team was winning some games, losing some games, still in the mix of everything. And then Tibbs is saying, look, I need to win and I have to try to train this guy. At the same time, we don't really have that many practices, and there's not a lot of practices during the season. This isn't like high school where you you practice five days a week and you get a game on Saturday. That's not how the NBA works. I hope people understand that. You know, you're going to get your days off. There's media relations that players have to go through. They're not practicing every day. It's then up to them to train on their own to get some reps in, to get their shots in, and that's what they're doing. And that's where you're seeing this work comes in because it takes that extra stuff, right? It's outside of the scrimmages that they do when they meet up. It's outside of the drills that they do with, I mean, with the coaches. It's all this other stuff outside of that practice that is translating to the game. And that's for Obi. You're seeing it. Obi's putting that work in, and that's why he's getting comfortable. His, sharp, his shot's starting to come through. You started to see him post up. Also, shout out to Derrick Rose for finding him in transition because that's just his game. And when we didn't have Derrick Rose, it was just a fish out of water again. So shout out to Derek Rose for helping with that too. But Obi starting to come around. It's just going to take time, man. And we'll see. I know we had a whole discussion what's going to happen to Obi on the last pod. We'll see what happens, you know, if he can somehow average out 15 minutes on this team and give Randall some more rest. That's a good step in the next direction for him. You know what I mean? So I like what I'm seeing from him. I like what I'm seeing from RJ Barrett. This team in general is just doing a good job and you know, you mentioned Bullock, who's coming through. He's really been playing some good basketball, shooting the shooting the lights out, man. During this entire during this stretch, he's shooting forty three percent. He's shooting forty three percent from three, which is just phenomenal. He's shooting fifty percent from the field too, averaging thirteen and a half points per game. It's great, unbelievable, great. unbelievable. I, Yo, D Rose is uh, D Rose is eighteen and seven when, uh, with the Knicks this year, bro. I dude, Derrick Rose has been a savior for this team. It's that honestly, the low key best move for the offseason before the trade deadline. This has to be the best move throughout the entire NBA because it is just taking the Knicks to another level. That's what we're just seeing overall from this team is just, it's a, been a real true team effort, whether well, it's Noel bringing the defensive effort on the, uh, on the defensive end, being an anchor for us, getting those blocks, just sunning the living daylights out of everybody. Love it. The team's just coming together. They're starting to gel. I love everything about this team, man. It's just phenomenal, and
1: dude, and it, it's 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 contagious, and it's not only contagious on with these players, like we said, that comes from the coach. But shout out to Julius Randle and Woj on the Adrian Wojnarowski podcast when Randle was talking about how the front office last year—I don't know tampering, <laughs> but I guess I, we won't talk about that. <laughs> but Leon Rose and. Uh, KP, Kenny Payne, World they West. All, and World Wide West, they all showed up and was that at Carbone? I think so, yes. Yeah, it was at Carbone, which is classic. That's where the Knicks take all their free agents, all their guys. So if you could ever get a table at Carbone, you'll probably find a, a Knicks staffer player there. Just, just, <laughs> just, just, just a quick end, but it's impossible to get a table. So anyway, they met up at, they met up at Carbone and. They started talking to Randall about what what he hates about the Knicks and what what's going on and what he needs to succeed and how he's depressed. <laughs> and, you know, like we made fun of Darrell Revis, but I guess, you know, I, I guess it happens. I, I guess when you're miserable at work like us, they're kind of human. And, may, you know, it, it maybe does, you know, trickle down effect into their family and their social life. And maybe they do get depressed. Like, honestly, I mean, not not Darrell Revis. sorry, Jamal Adams, um, yeah. when Jamal Adams was talking about that. And so, you know, maybe he was kind of right. Because after that, after the switch, we see that Randall has giving, has said to the fans, said to the media that these guys giving me what I want, giving me love, that contagious fire from them to succeed came to me from the coach that they hired. And now it's all, it's, you know, it's, it's all infectious. It's all. Honestly, is this what culture is? like is, is this, what is, the, is this is this what it is
0: Everyone just this keeps is, talking about culture? is this what is this what this means? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm going to take it out for a little second because uh you know when i got, I got my master's in organizational management and human resources before I went to law school, and we always talk about this like culture and like trying to figure out the right balance of how to make the employees and the employers happy and that that equilibrium right to make sure everyone's on the same page to create this you know, utopian type of internal society to make sure everyone's exceeding that you want to see. And it, it it's legit, you know, there's no cookie cutter way to get this. Everyone's different. Everyone has different personalities. So it's hard to figure out that balance. Every city's but different. It, every city's different, but it also takes players, front office members, everyone to be open and honest with themselves to say this is what they need. Julius Randle was open and honest with World Wide West, Leon Rose, Kenny Payne at that, at that dinner, saying what he needed and they gave it to him. And Tibbs has given him, you know, the coaching he needs, which is holding him accountable and all that stuff. And that's what we're seeing from this team. And it's, it's like I said, man, there's nothing else just to say than just phenomenal from what we're getting out of these guys. I think this team has shown a lot of potential. You know, the season's not over yet. There's still a lot more games to be played, especially that West Coast trip. I don't know about you. It's giving me, I'm still all nervous about that west coast trip but i guess we'll see how they play phoenix tomorrow right we'll see how they play tomorrow and it'll kind of give us a good indication on where this team stands because phoenix is a really good team they're they're a top four team in my opinion in the nba and if we can hang with them tomorrow yes we've hung with the nets they've had some guys but we could hang with the the suns tomorrow honestly i i it takes a lot of my nerves off, and if we oh, win tomorrow, I will be so obnoxious. So obnoxious, just be prepared. Yeah, well, the the
1: the Suns are getting washed by the Nets right now, so that's it's probably unlikely that they're going to lose two in a row, especially because they're yeah. already here. They're not going to be traveling. They're down sixteen right now in the fourth quarter with about six minutes to go. So I don't know if we're going to be that lucky, honestly. But yo, if we, if, if, if I, I agree with you, if we if we do take down the Suns, it's going
0: to change everything. But uh, losses are coming, man. Right, like we have to start losing at some point. I'm not saying that we're not gonna not lose or that if we never if we don't lose the remainder of the season, I if you want to talk we're about it. We're gonna get swept it. in the
1: playoffs. We're gonna get swept in the playoffs that happens. We have to lose games.
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I agree. So we're I think the team's catching fire at the right time. I think they're legit clicking at the right time. And even if we lose to the Suns, if it's a close game, it makes me feel a lot better. Like I don't like we're gonna have to lose some games, as you said. The Suns are a really good team. I want to beat them as the fan in me always does. But if we come out within like a five point loss of that team, it says a lot about the Knicks than it does about the Suns. Well, listen, two, two out of the next six games are against the Suns. So what you, a, a split, a split makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I just don't know which happen. way it's coming. Yeah. I, I, I could see that too, but tomorrow is going to be a bigger indication of, I, I feel to me, the test of this team going forward. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. I, I, I don't think. Mm,
1: I think it would change the media narrative when you have double-digit wins and you beat the number two Suns. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's going to change the narrative. I don't actually necessarily think it's going to mean anything for the team because after that, I mean, it's cliche now and it's dumb now, but we just need wins and every win is a win. So even if we lose against the Suns and we pick it up against the Bulls, our last game in the homestand, that's fine. You know what I mean? We lost one game in the homestand to the Suns, no problem picked it up versus the bulls and now it's time to travel and i'm not a, i'm not as scared of this west coast trip i know we have the rockets that should be a win we have the grizzlies i know they're mad at us but who cares you know what i mean like we're we're just better than them uh, uh, you know is burks gonna be back is mitch gonna start so. practicing again
0: who knows that's a bigger question that's a bigger <laughs> question i wouldn't i wouldn't be upset if Mitch missed the remainder just to, of course, for next season. But, oh, no, that's no,
1: no, a no. Re- no, 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 remainder of the regular season. But, uh, I- honestly, he can creep into these playoff games, man. He can creep
0: in. If we go, for- if if they go far enough, yes, he could, he could creep back. Absolutely. We'll see what happens, man. Uh, I- 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 we haven't really gotten that much information about Mitch and where he is. Like, I like it. Just promising. keep it that way. I don't want any more updates
1: on Mitch. I don't want to see him running up and down.
0: I don't want to see him do anything. Just tell Dude, me when he's this- ready. Isn't it so weird? Both the teams that we love a lot, like we're also Yankee fans. Yes, 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 yes. But we're watching the Yankees and we're getting. Uh, yes, they've won some games recently, but it's yeah. it's. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm a huge Yankee. I've been watching every every single one of those games. It's, it's been rough out here. Um, Nine and twelve, though. Jets, we're, we're creeping. We're creeping. But the Jets, the Knicks, their front offices aren't really leaking things. It's beautiful. I have no words. They're, no and, words. they're bo- and they're both and they both
1: starting to have this culture word that that you're telling me is a real thing with your master's degree. The doctor
0: do thing, Doctor Doctor Shradcaster one on one. Okay, you stop that.
1: <laughs> <not a>
0: <laughs> Actually we are doctors, but that's another story. <laughs> um but so what do you
1: think what do you think what do you think about what do you think about the Bulls game to end the homestand on Wednesday and then the, the, the Rockets Sunday, dude? Another Sunday. Yeah. At this point, opposite day, opposite day, Sunday is for the Rockets. At this point, right? I can't believe how yes. the times have changed.
0: It is really weird, and I really hope we take care of business because that's a game that we do need to stack up some wins. The Bulls, I find it, I don't find it interesting. Of course, they're going to remove it from ESPN because Zach Levine's not playing. They're just sliding at this. Is he hundred percent out? Hmm. Okay, thank God, because Vooch is going to kill us as nor as usual. If Zach Levine was playing. I'm not, I'm not afraid of the Bulls, but you know that there's a potential both of them could just go off. And that's just a lot. Yeah. Despite the
1: fact that we are the number one defense in the NBA, you know, kudos to us. We
0: have been getting into some shootouts during this streak. And guess what? We're all number, also number one in this, during this nine game winning streak in offensive rating. So. Ooh, I like that. We are number 1 in offensive rating during this winning streak. Our offensive rating is 118.7. So we are averaging close to 119 points per game, my man. Dude, if you
1: if you are in a state with legal gambling and if you are been paying attention to the Knicks, they have had 12 straight covers on this 9-game money line winning streak, obviously. Just unbelievable. If you could find the props for Reggie Bullock points, Noel rebounds, Randall double-doubles. I mean, these are just money in the bank. Even RG you,
0: double-doubles, you'll get one once in a while. If you're a betting person and you want to do prop bets, make sure to go check out Thrive Fantasy and use that code, baby. K-J-E. Make <laughs> sure to go, go do it. Make sure let's to go. go do it. Um, yeah, John. Let's talk about... We, we've, we've waxed poetic about these New York Knicks, about Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, the entire team, whether it's Reggie Balk or Derek Rose, know well. Let's look at this upcoming slate, man. And we're going to do the TNT slate as well, because after this, well, next talk, as you guys already know, because you already listened to the intro of this podcast, <laughs> we got arsonist heat makers, legendary pew, 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 producer. Pew. Yeah, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> we got him coming up next. So we're going to do all of that right now before you hear that interview. So, John, let's talk about these uh, upcoming uh slate against for the New York Knicks. Who do we got this week?
1: Well, again, we, we we mentioned that we got the Suns on Monday. That already happened. We got the Bulls and Knicks tonight or Wednesday. Then we got the Knicks at Rockets on Sunday. And then we got the Knicks at Grizzlies on Monday. Honestly. If it wasn't for this crazy winning streak, I would say there's potential to win these, to go, you know, lose the Suns game and go three and oh after that. It's going to be a little tough. We have to drop one of them, man. We have to drop one of them. It only makes sense. So I'm going to drop, I'm going to drop the Grizzlies game at the end there, but that's, that's, that's impossible, right? We have to lose to the Suns too. So we'll lose to the Suns, lose to the Grizzlies and beat the Bulls and Rockets in between.
0: I feel like that's I like fair. that. I like that. I like that. I think we're going to beat the Rockets and the Bulls. We're going to get frisky, man. We're going to beat the Grizzlies, too. We're going to lose to the Suns, but we come back, bounce back, right back winning. I feel Jeez. like. That's this a lot. This is that team, man. That's a lot.
1: So speaking lot. of betting, speaking of betting, are you, if you're talking like this, like
0: we're beating every team, right? If you're. All right, so when I if you're talking to the Thrive, not the the not the Thrive, uh, tally site, tally, tally site, Alex. If we're talking about tally site, Alex, this is fan me. I okay. don't have a good feeling until the day comes. So sure,
1: okay. Let me ask you a future I, I though. Like let I me ask you a future bet. though. A future bet. Okay. Are you taking okay. Are you taking the Knicks plus eighty five hundred to win the Eastern Conference? Woo!
0: I know that's I know it's a long shot. Right. But if for, you're telling for, me we're gonna win all for, these for, games for for uh, for the fan the the fan, Alex? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Betting, Alex? I really only yeah. trust, cause the way you're talking, the, the
1: only teams, of course, there's the Nets and the Philly, but the only teams I'm really trusting is Milwaukee. And the second team I'm trusting after that is the Knicks. The way you're talking, just the way you're talking.
0: I, I hear what you're Number saying, one so. defense, number one efficiency. Like, what, what are we talking about here? So this is a hot streak right now, right? Every team has their hot streak. I don't know how long this hot streak is going with offensively. Everyone's clicking right now. And you have to think that once Burke comes back, that dynamic changes once again. So that, that's why with, with Memphis, Memphis is five and five in their last games. So that's why I could say we're, we could take Memphis. Memphis hasn't really been playing to a caliber where they're the AC right now. They're going to, they're most likely in the play in. Look, they just. They barely squeaked out against the Trailblazers, one thirty to one twenty eight. They lost to the Clippers. They lost to the Nuggets in double overtime. You know that they've been, they have those games, man. They've lost to the Mavericks recently too. It's just so hard. I mean, they even lost to the Pacers. They lost to the Pacers after they lost to us. You know that's where I and say Miles Turner's been the, out. Yeah, and Miles Turner's been out, and the Pacers aren't necessarily a good team either uh, at this point. You know,
1: Chester Sabonis, who got, who hasn't been the same since Randall sunned him.
0: Mm-hmm. He learned with the real,
1: the uh, real <laughs> <laughs> MVP, real MVP, ma.
0: <laughs> so I think Durant was talking about Randall. Randall's a real MVP, probably, um, probably was. Probably giving praises. He was like, "Yo, I, this guy deserves it, man. I just see the future. I see the vision. I see it." Yo, Randall's speaking of KD, speaking of KD, he wants the Knicks in the, in the second round. Me too. So does Randall. Randall wants a matchup too. Randall wants it. He said that. Give be fun. me it. Give me it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'd like to see it. Um, so that's why I say Grizzlies. It's, we know the Rockets are just doo doo at this point. They're just not playing good. I mean, they could obviously have a opposite Sunday. They're in Tank City. They're in Tank City. Yeah, they are, in tank they are they're just, they're just one, ugh. two, three You're, can't cool and out in Houston. Seriously. That's literally what they're doing. And then the Bulls. Chicago, Chicago Bulls, they—they're they're not another team to take seriously, they're especially frisky, without Levine. Bro. I don't know. They're dude. Frisky. I don't they're know. Frisky. I've been watching
1: them. I've been watching them honestly without Levine. They okay. Here's the thing. It's weird to say it, but when I watch the Bulls games, they're they kind of get hustle offensive points. Does that make any sense? Yeah. No, it does. They, they so move in transition. Yeah, but they're not like good, like, you know, in the, like, say it was a playoff setting where it's a half court defense, they're gonna stink. And I think that that's why Vucevic hasn't been striving the way everyone expected him to, because it's really not fitting his game right now. I'm sure they'll change it for next year. And that's why I think the Knicks could kill the Bulls. Because the Knicks actually are playing playoff defense. And they're gonna, they're gonna get them stuck in the half court, and they're gonna, and they can't do
0: anything there. Exactly. And I agree with you 100%. And then if we just look who they're relying on, it's Vooch while he's been out, and then you're telling me Thad Young? Thad or, Young's a cool thing, but yeah, he's been getting boards. Everybody gets boards against us, I feel like. Yeah, we don't... Really, I mean, that's the one thing Mitch was really good at, was just yeah. boxing people out. They clean up. They rebounds. clean up against Mitch is, us. Mitch is a top offensive rebounder. He's been a top offensive rebounder since he's been in the league, and that's... We're missing that. Um, But that's why I'm not worried. Like, Memphis... Bulls, I'm not, I say I'm not worried, and I don't say that we can't lose these games. We could obviously lose these games, even against the Rockets. But these are teams that are in positions, are in a position where they're not either full strength or they're going through a rough patch and just trying to get back in rhythm. Mm. Suns, they've been really good this season. You know, if we're talking about the West Coast, I that's going to be a tough one. I hope
1: it's not a blowout versus the Suns. <sighs>
0: Whoo. I know
1: it'll, it'll really, it'll really, it'll really humble the us. The only,
0: the only blowouts we've had is against Philly early on, right? It's against Philly early on, like beginning of the season, Milwaukee Bucks, the second time we played them and just blowouts again when we played the Nuggets. So dude, that Nuggets game was bad. That was terrifying. Not, not thrilled, not thrilled whatsoever. But
1: we, yeah, the, 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 we were on the opposite side of some of them. Like, especially I remember off the top of my head, some Pistons games. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What a, I can't what, really think of any other ones. I think we got blown out by the Bucks. Yeah, the Yeah, no, we did get blown out by the Bucks the second time we played them,
1: and the Spurs too.
0: Spurs, that was the other game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: Spurs, Spurs was bad. another.
0: That was another. That was another bad one.
1: Can't think of any yeah, other. Yeah, so
0: ones, really. w- no, and that's it. We've been really good. We kept it really close, even against the Nets. Granted, the Nets didn't have all. Their that was players, a close game. We, ke- we kept. We kept it close. That was that was during the close Philly game too. I, I, mm-hmm. When I was in Philly for that, and when we played them again, it was another. Another nail-biter. So we'll see. We'll get a better – I feel like we'll even get more – a clear vision of what this team is when we see them play against the Suns. But that covers up for the slate. I got three and one, you know, including the Suns game on Monday, even though we discussed it last week with Jeff and Chip. And then John's got two and two. Is that where you're going? Yeah, I got win-loss, win-loss. That's probably the most realistic. If I'm going betting, Alex, it's probably the most realistic one to take. And the one is the game that you said against Memphis – yeah, or Chicago, or Chicago. One of those two games. We can't lose for Chicago, bro. We can't. John
1: Morant, I can take saying, it because the point guard stuff. But we can't yes, lose Chicago. That would hurt. I know,
0: I know. But I'm still saying it's going to be one of
1: those two games. It's yeah, be one, it's be one We two match two. up better. We better beat them.
0: I I agree. I'm, <laughs> saying, I'm just I'm just letting you know it's going to be one of those two games. But now let's clear it. Let's finish it up with that TNT game. Who do we got on deck for TNT, John?
1: So there's only one game, and it's the Mavericks. Our Mavericks, because we own their draft pick. We own them. <laughs> and, uh, first the Warriors. The Warriors have been hot. We've been talking about Steph Curry going off. Even Draymond Green in his backpack. They've been, he's been going off. <laughs> um, KP, Mr. Christoph Porzingis with the ankle. Kinda tough, dude. Just tough. Luca hates him. I love, I love the hit pieces that keep coming out that say Luca and KP don't like each other. Luca, come over here, man. We don't like him either. Hey, um, you wear the
0: Nick shirt, man.
1: <laughs> but yeah yeah dude oh, that's crazy him in the mellow shirt but it should be an interesting game dallas versus the warriors they're both really fighting for their playoff lives obviously the Warriors are a little bit more desperate who in their right mind wants to play the golden state warriors in the play-in game they'll get no murked I'd give me dallas all day long tim hardaway jr stinks he'll shoot you know, 27% in that game and it'll call it a day. We'll win. Oh, we'll Timmy, Timmy come in full form, baby. <laughs> yeah. You know, what I'm, form. You know Timmy what I'm saying? You
0: know what i full form.
1: I do not want to play Steph Curry in a one game game. Is a game seven right away <laughs> with no time to really adjust to the
0: Warriors. You're done. You're just, you shout done. out, shout out to, uh, Jonathan Macri and the guys over at Nick's film school. They had, uh, that, uh, the, the, the radio host from Dallas talking about. Right. Luke, Mike, uh, Mike Brzezic, I think his name was. Yeah. yeah. And they mentioned they talked about Tim Hardaway, and he talked about how frustrating it is watching Tim Hardaway. And I just remembered, yep, I agree because that man could put up. It's Tim Hardaway could put up thirty points, but be a negative twenty when the Crazy. game is all said and done. And you're just like, what happened? Where, where did we go wrong? Tim Hardaway's defense is.
1: Yo, shout out! Shout out to the! Shout out to. Macri nice. and, and Claudio and that, the, the Knicks film po- the podcast, because if you ever listen to that interview, go listen to that interview. It had some really good stories also on the Mets, uh, back in the day, the 2000 Mets. So th- there's pretty good stuff on that. But anyway, back to Dallas, back to Golden State. Who you got in this game, man?
0: Give me the Warriors. I feel like who's Steph. There, who's at home? Warriors. Give me Steph. I, Steph's been, Doing 40 burgers recently. I could just. 10 threes a game. Desperate. 10 threes a game is like minus a, <laughs> in the Vegas lines. It's just crazy. Just give it. Just give me Steph, man. He can't disrespect the guy on his own home court. Give me Steph and the Warriors. How are you feeling? I agree, especially because the Mavericks are on a little trip,
1: even though Sacramento's right near Golden State. Like they're just on a trip. So I pro- they'll probably beat this Kings and then come back, lose to the Warriors. Which is going to hurt them really in the standings? And I don't know. Steph Curry's in playoff mode. He wants to win, man. Don't. Like I love Luca.
0: I love Luca, but Steph, dude. Steph's just a pest, man. Because he runs, he doesn't stop moving. You have to keep up with him. There's no one really on the opposite side that's ready to run around with Steph all day long.
1: But they're desperate, and that's I, why I'm scared of the Grizzlies, too, dude. I know we're going back to it, but that's why I'm scared. Of them. The Grizzlies are desperate with the eight seed. The Spurs are sitting at nine. The Warriors are ten. And the Mavericks are at six. I mean, they're they're all right there. Yeah, for sure,
0: for sure. But John, that co- that covers our abbreviated Nick section for this podcast with the et cetera talk about TNT. So for everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Knicks Jets et cetera podcast. Please stay for the next part because that is arsonist. All right, and hope you guys arsonist that
1: one. heat makers baby. Let's go heat
0: makers. De- set. <laughs> What's good everyone, Alex Guterres here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast And today, today, we got a special guest This man needs no introduction If you love hip-hop, then you know already who, know who this man is You already know who this, who his, what his beats are, okay If you love Dipset, if you love Lil Wayne, if you love Beyonce, if you love Cameron If you have all those guys This man's a multi-platinum award winner We got Arsonist from Heatmakers, baby Arsonist, how are you doing, Thank my man? You,
2: my brother I like when you call it multi-platinum award winner. <laughs> it sounds like more. But, it's <laughs> but I appreciate it.
0: It's the truth. <laughs> how are you doing today, my man? How you been?
2: I'm good, man. I can't complain. How are you? I'm doing well. You know, we're we're enjoying, you
0: know, we're, Should we're say How Knicks-
2: both are you, how, how both of you guys doing? I shouldn't just say you. How both of you guys doing?
0: <laughs> we're doing great, man. I mean, all of us are doing great, especially with the Knicks winning right now. We're, we're just riding on a high, you know, they're on an eight-game winning streak. You know, I know we're gonna get
2: it. I know we're gonna get into that.
0: Yeah, we're gonna get into that. You know Don't your boys. Hate me,
2: Don't hate me at the end of this conversation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, was LeBron tweeted out today? Dip set because they graced them, graced yeah, the, yeah, the garden, I, man.
2: Yeah, I saw that. That's why uh-uh. the Knicks are winning because they shot that footage in the garden.
3: That's,
0: that's right. Man. That's right. That's right. But Arson, before we get into this, man, before we get into the Knicks, before we get into hip hop, your career and everything. Um, do do you, do you want to give us, uh, do you want to talk about the the current state of affairs with, uh, George, with George Floyd, do you want to, do you have anything you want to say?
2: Um, I mean, the right thing was done at the end of the day. It's like, um, I feel like we get too excited over things that should happen. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I don't really give that particular situation too much thought as far as his conviction because he was, he was supposed to be convicted. Right. You know what I mean? The more excited we get about it, it seems like somebody did us a favor and it's not a favor. It's supposed to happen that way. You understand? So that's kind of how I feel about it. It's just it was supposed to happen.
0: No, I agree with you 100 percent. You know, I felt a sigh of relief. Like I was I was I was happy for that split second. But at the end of the day, you know, a black man. But I mean, think,
2: think about it. In all reality, what are we getting happy about? Like the man was on camera murdering somebody. We're happy right. that he got exactly. convicted of that. No, he was on camera. They didn't have I to agree. launch an investigation. They didn't have to do none of that shit. It was it was all over social media. So for sure. This should have happened, you understand, like six months ago.
0: Long time ago.
2: Right? A long time right. ago. So it's just like, Church. what are we getting? What, what would we get happy for? That's nothing to get happy about.
0: Not at all. And that's what was I was about supposed to say to happen. For, for a split second. I was, you know, good. The thing was done, right? He should he should go to jail because he's a murderer. But at the end of the day, of a black man lost his wife for no reason. And we're not going to yeah. get him back. His family's not going to get him which back. Which
2: happens more often than not. You know what I mean? Like,
0: mm-hmm. we're
2: Absolutely. just talking about what we see. So much shit happens that we don't see. You know what I mean? Like, imagine growing up. The cameras wasn't around for me like that. i seen a bunch of shit that will never make social media. So, you know, I just hope things change, man. That's really, that's really it at the end of the day.
0: Absolutely. We need more progress in this country. That's for sure. That's for sure. The
1: fact that we were worried, it says it all. Right. The that's fact the that problem. we're worried
0: that it, yep. w- it wasn't it going That's the biggest problem. Right.
1: Yeah. I think that says it all right there.
0: Right. Absolutely. But just want to touch on that because it's still it's still fresh. Um, mm-hmm. It still hurts. You know, we're all we're all men of color here and it just hurts. us. I mean, look, at, look, look what it.
2: happened. Was it yesterday?
0: The 16 year
2: old right. girl that got shot by. Come right. on, man. Like. So you celebrate one, and then something else happens the oh, next day. Exactly. Like that's crazy.
3: Right at the same time, too. That was a nuts. That was what's crazy about it. Like right when the verticals happening, that was going down.
2: Like a we lot got, of this okay. shit, mm-hmm. believe it or not, a lot of this shit is giving us anxiety, man. Whether whether we we feel it now or we feel it later, it's gonna it's gonna surface. Mm-hmm. For me, mm-hmm. I know it has. You know what I'm saying? I get anxiety over shit like that. Right, like you know, driving a certain car, driving through a certain neighborhood, wearing certain shit, like it's just you feel crazy because you're a target at any moment by both sides. Right, you know what I mean by police and by people that look at you like he's living too good. Right, so it's like it's a, it's crazy out here.
0: Absolutely, mm-hmm. I get stopped more more than enough. I hate that. I'm always nervous. It's it's the most terrifying thing. I've been pulled mm-hmm. over from bullshit. Things I've ever had on me, and it's just we, we need we need more progress in this country, and it sucks. But that's what. Like, we what need. about
2: what about cops pulling you over and asking you what you do for a living? Yep. How many people do they do that to?
0: Yeah, yep. That they don't do that to, to me. They don't do that and to
2: the average person.
0: You know, they what's funny. to
2: me. You might think I'm lying to. They do that to me fifty percent of the time. I get pulled over.
3: Yeah. You understand,
2: I'm, and that's that's not regular. Does not matter what I do for a living if I'm not selling drugs or killing nobody? Right. Yeah.
1: What did What's you pull for- me over for? <laughs>
2: That's right, the question. Depending where you at, you don't have the right to ask that question. Exactly. Because yeah. you'll be out of your car with your hands on the hood, getting cuffed, frisked, all types of crazy shit. Nobody wants to go through that.
0: Mm-hmm. And nobody deserves to go through that. Yeah. Through. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> but you know, we need to talk about it because it's still fresh, it's still current, and it still hurts. But with yeah. that, thank you. Thank you, Arsonist. And, uh, and and we all we all understand it. Thank you for for the words on that. But let's move on to, you know, what we're here for today. The lighter topics. The lighter <laughs> topics, because that's what people come here for. But they need to, they, they need their touch of reality, too, though, because we can't go uh, uh, every day living in a fantasy. All right. So we need to touch on that.
2: Listen, but here's but the go- thing, though, man, we're only here for a limited time. So. Mm-hmm. Like you worry about you worry about certain things so much that it affects your your way of living you understand And it's like that's not healthy for anybody mm-hmm. you need you need a lot of this like a lot of basketball talk a lot of football talk a lot of baseball talk a lot of boxing talk it's just a frivolous conversation sometimes it's needed for sure you know what i mean like what other people might deem as frivolous you understand but it's needed
0: for yeah. sure. So let's get into it. The New York Knickerbockers, man. Let's hear about your, let's hear about your relationship with the, the New York Knicks, man. They're on a winning streak. Do you, you remember know? Do you remember when
2: Patrick Ewing went up for that layup and he should have dunked it? All right, now it? you're just hurting me, man. This is how I'm going to set the story off. Do you remember that?
0: Yes. Yeah, of course. yeah we do.
2: <laughs> on, on that particular day, I traded in my Knicks jersey. I laid oh, it down man. on that day. Trust me, I want New York, I always want New York to win, but to actively root for the Knicks died that day. Damn. My goodness, (laughs) Like, when when Melo came back, it started to come back a little bit, but then it just, you know what I mean? They dropped the ball again. They hurt you too much. Yeah. That's a million percent. That's exactly what it is. I got let down too much.
3: I, I hear remember you, man,
2: but... when that when that when that finals game, um, the final one of the final, I think it was the last finals game with Houston was on, and I was at a wedding at the time. I was young. I was at a wedding, and I remember I was in a little back room trying to watch TV, rooting for the Knicks, <laughs> and the Rockets watched them. And this, <laughs> it, it is did. just like that disappointment as a kid stays with you, man. Like you feel like you're on the team. Traumatized, <laughs> <you're> absolutely. <laughs> here. Well, yeah, yeah, I get.
0: I jump up. And <laughs> <laughs> and we jump up every single time we watch this team do something good, and now it's like they're. It's this is the pinnacle of like success that we've seen since Mel's. This is what here. I'm saying. Look what look what Knicks fans have come to,
2: celebrating making it to the first round. This is what New York fans have come to. Is like, are we serious as New York fans?
3: Damn man, I'm gonna take we're those eight ce- games. You know, like see. we're celebrating
2: I'm mediocrity at this point. Like that's
3: no, nah, I can't <laughs> I, do that. I'm taking the eight. <laughs> Not for this many years. For this many years, you've been doing that. I feel you, but I'm taking the eight, right? <laughs> I need it, man. Okay, so, so is... let
2: me ask you a question. How do you see the rest of this season playing out? Granted, they're in the playoffs. How do you see it? How do you see it working out?
0: Oh man, if we're if it's if uh, peaking, uh, second round exit, like we had with so Mel. You... Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on, hold
2: on. So you you're straight. trying to tell me they come in HD? Oh, yeah, but this year is structured different, right? But we're the fourth act- seed right now. We're the fourth, we're the fourth seed, fourth seed right, now. right
3: now. What? Yeah. Yo, so the Knicks are the fourth seed? They are the, yeah, they man. Are the fourth seed. Yeah, so yes. As I just knew he right? was on an
2: eight-game winning streak. I know there's fourth seed. Yeah, they're in
3: fourth oh, seed. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I, Arthur, I can understand, a, the, excitement. I can't, I understand I can't, the excitement.
1: I can't stay away yeah. from the Garden, man. I've been at the Garden every other day. I have a direct deposit straight to Dolan at this point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a fact You know
1: what's crazy Now I, I I
2: guarantee you Dolan feels like He can talk shit now
3: He, he probably. Yeah. Honestly
2: he should he, because, because Everybody got him for, for fucking with Randall and, and signing You know what I mean So he, he has to feel like He has one up on New York Right now On New York fans
0: That is That's for sure I mean look was it? We haven't seen anything successful since Mela. You got ESPN, all these other media outlets just bashing you every day. Last season was just a joke of we signed too many power forwards. Now we're seeing this something season turn was around. supposed to be a joke too. It was supposed to be a joke. Yeah, twenty-two yeah. wins. It was supposed to be twenty-two yeah. wins. If we can even make that, now we're at thirty. Was it thirty-one wins? Thirty-two wins. I think it's thirty-two. Thirty-two wins. Fourth, fourth uh, in the Eastern Conference right now. Eight-game winning streak.
2: I'm not going to lie to you, man. They should be talking about Randall for MVP. For what are doing for the Knicks? Yeah,
0: he's oh. up there, man. He's, he's a lock
2: for most improved at this point. Yeah. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, but that's a given. I'm talking yeah. about MVP. He needs to be in the conversation. Most valuable player for a team. He's that.
3: They're Absolutely. talking about giving him for fourth man, fifth man ballots for MVP. I don't know. She's gonna be. I, I think
2: it's full of you, shit. It's disturbing, but <laughs> <They're> <laughs> full of shit. You see why I say that? Because yeah. Like okay, Steph Curry's in the in the in the probably the top two, right? Between him and Joker, right?
0: He's uh, well, yeah, and top two, Joker, top Joker and me.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Steph Curry's
2: B. just putting up a lot of points. He's not necessarily helping the team right now. They're still kind of bottom of the food chain. You know what I'm saying? So Randall to me is more valuable to his team, right? Because if you strip Randall off the Knicks. How much wins do you take away?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: 11. It's a dub. <laughs> Honestly, 11.
1: Right. 11. I think even you're, even being kind, players, <laughs> you're being kind, my man.
0: You're being kind. We got, like, not – it's more than 11 wins. We do We do, – all right? That's more than that. We're probably still in the teens. We're probably, like, 15 if we're being real If that so he should if we don't be, have he random he should
2: be in that conversation.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Especially with the pieces. Like, he has decent pieces around him, but he doesn't necessarily have what the Nets have. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So – yeah, I agree. You drop a forty burger against the four, to get the fourth seed on a, on a back to back. You're in the MVP talk. It's just it's just the way it is. I think so.
2: I, I just think Randall's such a he's such a um he's not a big name like that. So to mention him in the MVPs, nobody wants to sound crazy, so they don't do it. Mm-hmm. Only New York he's a fans, Nick, man. Saying.
1: He's a Nick. You're yeah, gonna put a, a Nick man. in a, in a, in a in a positive light? Are you crazy? <laughs>
2: Yo, they, they they better get out the first round. I didn't know he was fourth seed.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's see. go. We're gonna yeah, they better get out go. the fourth round. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's why we're getting hyped because. Now, know. my
2: whole boy's here with me. He loved the Knicks, man. He, my man Pounds, he's here, my uh, artist uh, um, that I'm working with. He loved the Knicks fan. He loved the Knicks. He's a Knicks fan. He, he better on games on? and all that. So he's, he's active <laughs> with it. <laughs> oh, come join, man. You got to come join about the about pod. Maybe along. we'll come see you at the first. He's going to jump in the He He's a Knicks fan. Yeah, he's going to go.
3: Hold
2: on. Let me set it up so he could, he could join the conversation. Come on, yeah. man.
3: We need the opinion.
2: Yeah, he know about the Knicks. He got, got Ricey representing at, at the next
1: Raptors game. Were you saying yeah. he needs to get rid
3: of? Oh, no. Nah, I'm, t- I'm
1: not going to lie. <laughs> I'm
3: going be honest. I think we got to get rid of listening to Clyde Frazier. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Come on with the hot 10. Dinging. it's <laughs> drinking and drinking, and no, but but look, he makes yeah. a good
2: point. He said we should get we should have Mark Jackson and and, and um and and Van Gundy.
1: Oh,
0: that'd be fun. I would
1: be love to hear them call the, the game. Yeah, I mean Mike Breen. Mike Breen is the goat announcer, so he Breen. can't go anywhere with his iconic bangs. Like a three pointer from him yeah, feels yeah, like yeah, ten yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he gets you hype. <laughs>
3: ah, I have one in mind. man Hand down, man down, mama. There goes that man.
0: <laughs> okay all right a little mark jackson i love the mark oh, yeah mark jackson would be a lot of fun if you could get all if you get mark jackson van gundy and Breen, because they do do that combo sometimes on espn yeah that would be yeah. super the knicks to they, they gotta make it fun. far enough to get there exactly yeah. that's like a reward yeah.
1: for us you know what i mean we get on prime time we get van gundy and we get mark jackson plus mike breen but yeah Walt frazier you, you, like so I've, I've been going to a bunch of games at the garden you just hear whispers everywhere people screaming neophyte Like, you know, oh, he's posting and toasting. Like, you just, like, hear his (laughs) phrases, like, yelling all through the garden. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know what he is? He's, um, what was the, what was the, um, the commentator for the Yankees for a while?
3: That's Um, the man. Yeah.
1: What was That guy. John Sterling. John Sterling. The radio guy. No, 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 from
2: early. The one homeboy that early, older dude that died, um, that made up holy cow.
1: Remember oh, he was like holy really? every home
2: run he was like holy cow I forgot his name but oh my I've heard Phil him. Rizzuto no no he's he's old Phil than Rizzuto that. damn am, am I am I dating myself I'm, I'm pretty uh, sure it's I, Phil Rizzuto I'm pretty sure it's Phil Rizzuto yeah it might be Phil Rizzuto okay yeah. yeah Phil Rizzuto so that's what he is to the Knicks you know what I'm saying Clyde mm. Frazier is that to the Knicks yeah. so they can't really get rid of him right now I don't think so
1: you love his suits is what you're trying to tell me
2: <laughs> I, I personally. I think his time has passed when it comes to commentating. Me personally, yeah. I, I think there's a certain type of color commentary that he's missing to me. I yeah. mean, it's, it's just again, ama- it's just amazing I left to the me. Knicks back with with uh, mm-hmm. you know, I left the Knicks back when they lost to the Rockets. So it's
1: like who I said, am I to say? Anything? It's like yo, well, we, it, need, you it, back, like we it, need you back, Arsene. We need like it, you back.
3: Like oh, is oh, a man. kid gonna really understand what wishing and dishing is? <laughs> 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 it's just amazing Jason to me, Branson. Right. It's amazing Jackson to me. And Branson, like, they don't, that lingo is. <laughs> he's rhyming. He's like dancing <laughs> right. <Jackson> and prancing. <laughs> yeah, he's rhyming. Oh, man. It's just amazing to me how Clyde's always mad calm when it's like cardiac Knicks time. It's like two minutes left. We're down like That's, six. His he's heart is doing this too many times. <laughs> he has no emotions left. His
2: emotions are gone. He's like me. Hey, I watch the Knicks for the straight he, things, dude, whether they win it or up. lose it. Like my heart was broken too many times in the, in the late '80s, early '90s. It was just broken too many times. So you said you almost came
0: back during the mellow era, though, right? Like you were, you were. Like, yeah, were because I there? thought
2: they were. I thought they were headed in the right direction. Honestly, I'm lying. I almost came back during the Stoudemire, Stoudemire era. Okay. Like you know what I mean when he yeah. first got there, because I thought they were moving in the right direction, but then they just started. You know what I mean? They they started doing Nick things again.
1: Yeah. Mm. You know, no defense, but like, well, we, we got defense now. That's the whole thing. During the playoffs, I that, right? that's
3: what. Th- that's, that's what, what changes.
1: That's what changes for me from the the Lynn and Melo and Amari Knicks, and why we really do compare to those '99 and '94 Knicks because we're playing defense now. And not only was Thibodeau on the staff for Jeff Van Gundy, you know, he was an assistant coach, and now he's hey, here, so we kind of have that same Peter. bond.
2: And it might be kind of off topic, but but it's what you just said. Yeah. Do you put Lynn in that conversation when you mentioned past Knicks because oh, of he, that bit of time? Mm. Like, does he get mentioned with the Mellows and the Stoudemire's and the and the and the like? Do you, would you put him in that?
3: He, I would say that he brought a light to the G
1: League. G League, okay, yeah, I, I, that, that's a really good point. I, I think he did I, change I felt, the G League yeah, a little I just, bit. I just mean like in the he sense made of a little more valuable for the Knicks. Is it,
2: Are Knicks fans? thirsting for that much like excitement that we put Lynn in that conversation of like
0: one of those Knicks I don't think he's considered one of those Knicks but it's definitely just like a bright spot of what could have been just you know it's crazy not to sound like that but that's a shame for New York fans (laughs) that we have to go
2: back to that to find excitement that's
1: a shame. So, so that's the thing. So so before, right before before Lynn Sanity came to the picture, man, we were dealing with point guards like Marty Collins. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's it was right. tough. It was that's tough out here. So once once Lynn came in, fact. it's not that we love Lynn or that we think he should be in you know, the Hall of Fame or that we should put him up in the Raptors, but we got to give him respect because he came in. Not for you know, but he, as, as, as you notice, he was, was, the, 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 was the third person you mentioned
0: when you yeah, were naming, that's it.
2: When you were going down the line of Knicks, you named. Melo, Stoudemire, Lynn.
1: That's it. That's literally like if, we if we're going well by timeline. That's exactly. it.
2: Also, what's name? Um, that was going crazy on threes for like um. I forgot his name. Steve Novak. even Novak. Novak. Oh. We might as well throw Novak in there. I mean, we, there's a sp- <laughs> we might let me as well tell throw you something.
0: <laughs> let me tell you something. If you're if you're on Nick's Twitter, Novak. Uh, who who is Copeland, all these guys get a lot of special love for that time period because of just that brief success and
1: just that one. Unfortunately, year, two that's years.
0: unfortunately that's it. Like bet- after like Ewing, that was like the most brief success that we and really I, had. Fifty-two wins, you win the Atlantic Division, you get to the second round. Do you round. that the Knicks have probably surpassed the Browns as
2: far
1: as years without success? <laughs> yeah, yeah, With, I do. Like, without real success. Be- yeah, that that that's a fact. And especially I, because we were constantly changing our coaches. Like, they were changing their head coaches. And everyone's like, what's the problem? the to The, the Bron-
2: Browns only had 16 games to get it right. Knicks had 82 every season. <laughs> so if you really God want to blow. break it down, this second, that's why it hurt so much is what I'm saying to you to be a Knicks fan. Yeah. Like, even when, when Spreewell came, I started to get that feeling back again. You know, Spreewell, Allen Houston. I'm like, all right, cool. And then that's my favorite
1: Nick's team. Right. That's my favorite Knicks team. The ninety-nine, those ninety-nine Knicks. That
2: was the most exciting Knicks team. I think that was the most exciting Knicks team to me. Canby. yeah,
0: Definitely Canby Was kids.
2: always Camby was always that player that I felt never reached his his peak of greatness. You know what I mean? Like I think he was he just always coasted the line of being a really good player. Yeah, I felt like I, he could have dominated at some point. I think he was athletic. Think, he had a crazy jumper. He um defensively he was he was strong. He was like Tyson I, I Chandler was,
1: before Tyson Chandler.
2: A, a even more athletic mm. Tyson Chandler
1: mm. yeah for sure
2: with the bet with the way better jump shot with the okay. way better Because remember in yeah college, yeah I yeah obviously I don't want to, Tyson
1: Chandler shooting yeah
2: it, I think at Boston College he had like the um the field goal percentage record in Boston College when he was there. Mm. I don't know if they broke it by now but and that's, that's crazy true. for a dude that's like 6'4". he like six ten can be? He was like, yeah, like six ten, so yeah. 11.
1: Mm-hmm. He was under seven. I mean, that's
2: normal now with people like Kevin Durant, but I just mean back then he was <laughs> kind of yeah, back then he was and he was and he used to. He was a he was a mid range shooter. Yeah. He had a great mid
0: range shot. I think it was more of like you the way that team worked was, you know, you had Allen Houston, you had Spreewell, you still worked on the perimeter. That was like where it was changing, you know, unless you were like Shaq, you didn't really know. Allen Houston's grow Houston still getting paid from the Knicks, right?
1: <laughs> 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 I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think he's Bobby Bonilla it up, but <laughs> was it say, was yeah, close.
3: Bobby Bonilla,
2: nah, Bobby Bonilla did my, Bobby Mets, did my Mets dirty, man. Bobby Bonilla did my Mets dirty for that. one <laughs> they, they still paying him to like 2027. 20, no, I think 2022. Right. I think it's 20. It's almost over. It's like 2022 or some shit. They'll like
1: probably that. renew it, knowing the Mets. They'll renew that. They'll be like, That's yeah, yeah, crap. yeah, no, <laughs> right?
2: Yeah, let's
0: try him out. <laughs> They got the hedge fund guy, they can just pay him off. It's all good. But Arsena, since now you know the Knicks are the in the fourth seed right now, how yeah. invested are you to come back and come watch these uh, New York Knickerbockers? My
2: my honestly, like my cousins won't let me. Even if I wanted to, they won't let me. I
1: like me. your cousins.
2: Yeah, they like once you, once you're out, stay out. So I've been out <laughs> for years. I can't try, I can't re-enter. It's impossible.
1: <laughs> I feel like you're in rehab, Knicks rehab.
2: I'd have to do it. i have to do to it by a myself, like just watch the TV alone and, and root them on in my own crib.
1: <laughs> come to, yeah, the garden, to the garden, man. We
2: gotta come to the garden. I jumped ship too many times, man. I can't. I can't. Right. And I but feel not, crazy doing it. I feel like a sucker jumping back on the on the Knicks bandwagon.
0: But what about now? You got your your boys. We got dipset in the building, man. They no, but listen, the that, present is not getting twisted. I always root for new I want New York to win. Right. I'm not a New York
2: hate. I'm from New York. I'm from the Bronx. I mean, of course, I want New York to win. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, I haven't actively been supporting the Knicks, so I can't jump back on now. Yeah. I'd feel crazy to do that.
0: I hear you. I hear you. But we.
2: But I want but them to man. win, man. Good luck, Knicks. Man, I hope you make it to the chip. I hope you win the chip. Hope there's a big parade after this whole COVID thing. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'll
0: be there in disguise. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You'll be. Come on, man. I'm sure no one. No one's gonna. No one's gonna. No. No one's gonna know. <laughs> If if my my know, they they'll accept you, man. If you, Look, Dip said back in. They'll be like, look, man, we can't. This man's a legend. Look, diplomats. And right since they got in. Matter of fact, since the whole
3: promo, the Kit took promo, they've been nice ever since. I don't know. It's, it's, probably yeah, it came, it was, it's probably their it fault. They let
2: me make a promo for the Knicks. That would be dope. Yeah. Make a, a promo beat for the Knicks.
3: Oh, that's easy.
2: Oh, you you know, this one. Then I'll be, I'll be right back. My cousins can't say nothing now
3: to you know, remix to go New York theme. Do you think that needs to be remixed? Do you guys? Like, the, you know that go New York, the go New York theme, the New York. Knicks you know thing? what
2: I want to do? I thought about. I want to just get basketball sounds like dribbling, mm-hmm. the squeaking of the sneakers, the rim, the the the, the, the net, and just yeah, and make a beat out of it and do shit like that, and just and throw some soul shit in there to make be it fire. Yeah, that'd be
3: dope. That'd be tough. Your
2: next, your your uh, Dolan. Tell your PR team when you you know, holla at me. Let's get it going. matter of fact, Steve Stout. Steve Stout, holla at me, man. He's yeah. Dumb. There you yeah, go. He's right, right Stout, there. Man. And doing enough DJ there? <laughs> enough DJ there, too? I'm
1: going to holla at enough. Man. Yeah. Look, you know, man, they have every single Madison Square Garden home game, they have a guest DJ, DJ the whole game, and they spotlight on him and everything like that, man. I'm telling you. It, it, That'd be dope. It, it, you know what's crazy? I, I, it's gonna
2: sound bugged out. I was supposed to do that for the um, for the the Devils. Oh, <laughs> the, the the hockey team. I was yeah. supposed to do that for them. Like it was random as hell. But um, last minute it fell through. But mm-hmm. it was supposed to happen. DJ for like the Devil like, their home games or some yeah. shit like that. They just reached yeah, out
3: yeah. to you or what was it? Yeah, it was to like
2: it? some. It was like a, a mutual person that was in the middle that was setting it up. Yeah, gotcha. you know what I mean.
0: Okay. And look, man, if we're talking about Steve Stout, I mean there's a picture of him wearing Chicago Bulls uh shorts playing uh playing golf. So if he's if he can wear Bulls shorts, I'm sure it's okay you come back uh on the team. Yeah, that's not that's not cool, Steve. <laughs>
2: but he was a Nick fan, Nick representative.
0: <laughs> oh man, but speaking of your New York City roots from the BX man. I
2: was born uh, in Jamaica to officially born in jamaica but i i came over here when i was uh when i was
0: four years old okay man mandeville right yeah straight from straight from jamaica to the bronx nice nice i'm jamaican as well my mom's from uh the stony hill area though really yeah that's fire yeah man
2: yeah fire. always good to see a fellow jamaican you know what i mm-hmm. mean yeah i'm on <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh, yeah, but I know you're, I know you I know I know you your upbringing was in the Bronx and the Bronx has such a big meaning to you especially when it came to making uh the diplomats album right I know you went right. to to Howard and you mm-hmm. went back and that's where you started making making your beats well, we could, we, we, could um, we could be candid about it I got kicked out of Howard
2: <laughs> I still that's got fair. love for Howard though but I got pretty much got kicked out
1: You're with Guru out there right
2: yeah, Guru was um. So if if I was a freshman, Guru was a sophomore. He was a year above me. Mm. Okay. But um, the whole school was filled with like talent, man. Like I don't know if you're familiar with Rich Harrison. Mm. He used to produce for A. Marie. He right. produced "Crazy in Love" for Jay Z. Right. He went to Howard. He went to Howard. Um, uh, my man by the name of DJ Supreme, who used to DJ for Lauryn Hill. He went to Howard. Supreme went there. Nah, Harvard. this dude named Um, his name was DJ Supreme. He used to be Lauren Hill's DJ. Oh, okay. He went to Howard. Um I don't know if you're familiar with him. Remember Tracy Lee? I uh, yeah.
3: Had a song,
2: uh, years ago, years ago. This is probably like shit, probably like this is in the fucking late 90s. Yeah. Damn I'm all. But anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. Tracy Lee, he went to Howard. So a bunch of people went to Howard. I think Diddy went it. to Howard, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that, Yeah, he, he went did. and left.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's uh that's the that's the recipe, huh? Just go, wait, wait, go, 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 to go to Howard for a little bit.
2: Yeah, only thing, <laughs> the only thing that messes up Howard is the classes.
1: <laughs> that's what messes up all college, man. That's, all, yeah, that's I know. what gets in the way in school.
2: I just hope I hope my daughter don't hear that. <laughs> I have to so, yeah, so, in school.
1: <laughs> so, yo, you got... I, so, if I'm not mistaken, right, you, you had those... You borrowed your friends' equipment. You made those beats. Thriller bought it for yeah. 2K, right? And then yeah. you got all that equipment... And you're sitting in your house making those beats. So we have Ricey over here who also, you know, just sits at home mm-hmm. making these beats. So I'm just curious, like from your perspective, right? Like you already know that someone is waiting on you, like waiting on you to send them, you know, your beats, your stuff. Like what's that Depen- anxiety depending like? Depending on the situation. Sometimes it's not like that,
2: but depending on the situation.
1: Okay, yeah. I just want to know like what, th- what that anxiety was like. Like, w- like what's going on? Like because I'm I'm a... Personally, like we're perfectionists, right? Like we write, we're, uh, we're attorneys, and so when we're sitting there, it's hard to like let go of something, let go of a case when you know someone is waiting for it. But if someone on the other side is going to add their art to it too, like what's right. that? What's that anxiety? Like how do you how do you get rid of that piece and you just like let it go into the world and like what it is what it is? Because I feel like you could hold the beat forever, right? Like start yeah, fixing it, add this, you, add you that. can,
2: but it's like
1: an artist making his first album, right?
2: When he goes back and listens to it, however much years later he wants to fix things,
3: yep. Yep.
2: but that, 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 um, that's where he was at in life at that point. You understand? So why fix anything? Cause you, you can see the natural progression as the years pass. So I don't try to make it perfect anymore. Mm-hmm. I just make music and try to catch a vibe, try to catch a feeling. You understand? Like most people try to s- sit in front of a machine and make it perfect. Doesn't exist. And once I realized that, I stopped trying to do that. And it makes everything much easier. Do, Nothing's do, perfect. Nobody's
3: perfect. Right. Do you listen to your old stuff to reflect? Because I know like when I'm I'll sometimes, you never listen to your old stuff?
2: No, I listen to it, but not to reflect.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because I think it's like, um, again, it's where I was at in my life at that, at time. that point.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I kind of don't want to keep going back to old shit because I think I, I just leave it where it's at. And I try to just progress and make
0: new, better shit. I got you. Okay. Okay. So then if you're, if you're trying at that time, like at that moment, right, when you're making a beat, but you're up and coming. So how do you even know to like, let it go? I just want to know like that whole process. How do you,
2: that was a hard thing for me coming up as far as like knowing when a beat was done. But I think you get to a point where it's like, you realize the more you add, the more you're fucking it up. Hmm. And then you, and then, then you mm-hmm. get to another point where you learn to just stop and say, I like it. I don't know if they like it yet, but I know I like it like this. Okay. And once you get to that point, you just learn to just leave it.
3: I like that. No, I can, I can co-sign that. I feel the same way. Sometimes I feel like it's not, it's not enough, but you know, like if you add onto it, it's going to be way too much and it's just going to ruin everything. Yeah, that's a lot of, that's a lot
2: of producers' problems
3: a lot of
2: yeah. pro- a lot of producer problems is they don't know when to stop. They don't know right. when enough is enough. And, and so they keep going and they keep every sound they add, they're fucking mm-hmm. up the beat more and more.
3: Mm-hmm. Now I got a question for you. Do you make beats? Some, it might depend, but do you make beats for artists? Because sometimes, you know, some people will make a beat specifically for an artist, leave it open. The, um, does that in the third? Or do you make something that you just like and you know somebody's just going to feel that vibe? You know what i mean it
2: depends like i've had like after i did el capo right um right ross hit me and ross okay. was like he hit me on the dm and he was like yo i need a i need an intro for my album
3: right
2: so i made music with that in mind but it was still he'd make his music you understand like got you i'm not changing my formula right. i'm just you know what i mean i just might throw in an extra couple of ingredients but I, i'm still not changing the formula
1: Okay, that's why he's here. He's here for the formula. That's why he called you to begin with. Right,
2: exactly. You know what I mean. When you go to Gucci, you want Gucci shit. Right. You don't go to Gucci for them to switch up their shit for you.
0: Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. That makes sense. So then, how did you come? How did you come to that formula? Right. Let's go back to like for for Dipset for the diplomats. Right. Right. Like, how did you? How did you come to that formula? I know there was like a whole uh, story too when you were going in for like, uh, I guess producing beats. And it was like competition. I think it was called baseline, right? That uh, yeah. Baseline. Baseline. Yeah. And, and, you, and you had the, you had to, you were in there with like Kanye West and you were. Just, to Blaze. For Just, Just Blaze, Blaze. Yeah.
2: Kanye West. Um, um, Who else was in there at the time? A bunch of producers, everybody came through there, but the staples in there were Kanye and Just.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: I guess, I guess you could say me too, because I, I was doing music for Dipset. So mm-hmm. all three of us
0: Mm-hmm. So then did you have your formula then? Because you know, that's a story with like, you ha- you met no. Remy Ma and you saw, she was just like flaming people left and right. <laughs> and so, yeah, but at that point I
2: didn't have my formula, but it's like back then when I turned on the machine, my, my success rate was probably like 40%, you know what I mean? Like hit or miss 40%. Now it's like 95%. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But so again, to answer your question, I didn't have it figured out. I was, I was figuring out along the way and it took mm-hmm. some of those situations to help me figure it out.
0: Mm-hmm. When would you say you did figure it out? Like, when did you, like at that point, is that, and would you say when you did figure it out, figure it out, was like that, is that the pinnacle of like your, like your career or.
2: I know you're going to, this might sound crazy to you, but I don't think I figured it out for myself until I finished El Capo. Wow. And the reason why I say that is that was that was the first that was the first project I ever got a chance to do from beginning to to end and have real input and mix it myself, master it myself. You know, I had full control over that. So it let me know that I could do it. I never knew before because I never had the chance to.
0: How El was it? was beautiful, man. I got to tell you that is a beautiful album from yeah. start to finish. I how, really, really it, enjoy it. How was that pro- How was that process making
3: that album? I know Jim from what I've heard, he's a workaholic from what I've heard. I don't know if he can reflect that, but how was that process making that album? That was Cuz Have you, a, ever work, you ever
2: worked? You ever worked with Jim before?
3: I haven't worked with Jim. I heard from Jack Quaid and a couple other guys that he's a workaholic. No, he's
2: mm-hmm. a workaholic, but Jim is just sporadic like Okay we will tell you he'd be at the studio at 11 p.m. and show up at 2 a.m.
3: <laughs> gotcha.
2: Or or call you at 3 a.m. and say he can't make it when you've been waiting for four hours. You know what when I mean? Like yes. But when he comes, he works. He's working. Yeah, like he's a, he definitely works nonstop. But we work in different ways. Like he might come in. I'm making a beat. Mm-hmm. He does it 16 to it. We forget about it. Okay. And repeat that process for like three months. Right. And then after three months, you'll be like, yo, place on the shit we did. Mm-hmm. And we'll start running through songs. And then the songs that's fighting, be like, yo, I want to finish this. I want to finish that. I want to okay. add this person to that. And then we start slowly piecing together a project.
3: That's really so, organic. Right. right. That's it's, organic. it's
2: different from the way most people work. Yeah. Most people do a song, finish it, put it aside. It's not like that. We'll have like 35 songs of just skeletons. Okay. Like a hook, maybe. A verse, a half finished verse. Right. You know what I mean? Shit that I probably didn't finish the beat on yet. That he he got a hook on and shit mm-hmm. like that. And then we'll mm-hmm. finish it at t- as time goes along. That's,
3: That's dope. Really cool. You got beats out there that like have been collecting dust over the years, and then he would just pick them up, or somebody would just be like, yeah. "Oh, the sound." Let dope. me tell
2: you what's crazy. And you might, I mean, I'm not saying you think I'm lying, but as of like 2021, mm-hmm. I've gotten to the point where like the rate that I'm selling beats at, it's hard for me to keep up.
3: Right,
2: you understand? Like sometimes people will hit me for music; they got money in hand, they ready to spend bread, and I'm like, "You got to give me like a week or two. I gotta, I gotta re up." You gotta know what I'm saying? That's because, awesome. Yeah, yeah, because it, it moves. You know, I mean? not just people in the industry. I'm still working with. You know, I still work with yeah. up and coming artists also. So it's mm-hmm. a
0: lot. Now you mentioned Jim Jones. That's awesome, by the way. That's 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 awesome because I love I love your beats, man. I just, I can throw on stuff. I'm like ah. That's arsonist right there. I can tell it. I could tell it. Could as tell long it. as it
2: helps you get a couple extra reps in the gym, man, I did my job.
0: Reps, yes. I love to write I love man. to write too, man. And like I'll put music on. I'll put your music on when I write too, man. I'm kinda I write like the same but, way you, you produce beats. It's like I'll start something, I'll put it away and start something else because I have a different idea going and I want to just yeah. get it out. And I keep yeah. going back and forth between so many different things.
3: Mm-hmm. But
0: speaking about work, that's your like that's your workflow. Like how, yeah. how is it working with other artists then? Like what how do you how do you do that then? I think i just i adjust depending on the
2: person everybody's mm-hmm. different so the way i would work with jim isn't the same way i'm going to work with cam isn't the same way i'm going to work with joel's isn't the same right. way i'm going to work with rick ross it's like you understand like everybody's different so you just have to know who you're working with and work accordingly
1: True. Mm-hmm. yeah so let me let me ask you about it's like it's like,
2: it's like coaching a team yeah yeah you coach every player differently
1: That's true. Do you think there's? Do you think I don't want to get into the old school versus new school, but you think there's? You think there's a difference from what you, you know, what you've been producing last time, how the studio time kind of plays out, and how it is now. As for say that again. So Do 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 you do you think? Yeah. So like, I mean, I imagine that when you're working with someone like Jim Jones and Rick Ross, it's just different from how it is with the new artists or how they're producing or how they're spending their studio time. Do you see that difference? Like, do you, I'm trying you'd to, be I'm trying su- to gauge. You'd like, be surprised. Th- there's yeah. a
2: lot of, there's a lot of up and coming artists that they're on their game. You know what I mean? Like they're professional. Mm. They, they handle their business. They come to the studio. They don't fuck around. They get it done. And then they're out of here. You know what I mean? Mm. And on the flip side, there's some sign artists that come to the studio and, and bullshit for five hours and waste everybody's time and don't get nothing done. So, Mm. it just depends
3: that's true
2: it just depends but to answer your question usually with the signed artist, like an artist that's been on
3: yeah
2: it's usually a smoother studio session usually right. yeah yeah, usually <laughs> not it. all the time usually
1: yeah i'm just yeah. trying to i'm just trying to gauge like the old school versus new school mentality you know because if you if you put on a record right like, you you just know what era it's made from without knowing anything else you don't have to know the artist you don't have right. to, you know, look at the picture. You don't have to. You don't have to, don't have to do anything. You just know right. where which era it came from. So I'm just trying to gauge, you know, from your side, from the producer side, like what really I, changed. I think the um,
2: honestly, minor things change. You know what I mean? Like if you look at it, like when when would you say trap music came into really came into play? What year was that? Like 2000.
3: Like I mean, like time. real. Like I, when I say
2: trap music, I mean. I don't mean like. P.I.'s first album. I mean,
3: Trap. Like top. Probably, pop, probably like 20, 2011, 12, maybe. It got really crazy around two thousand. Maybe it was, No, maybe not. it's probably around
2: 2000, 2009, nine. 2008. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. saying yeah, right before there. 2010. Yeah, yeah,
3: right before.
2: Right, so like, like you listen around... Okay, I did Postman around that time, right? 2005. Right. Listen to the bounce on Postman, right? If you ever listen to the Same. bounce on Postman... It's a, it's a it's a trap bounce. It is. If you take off the kicks and put 808s, it's a trap record. Same thing. And you, and you change the hi-hats a little bit.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: All I'm saying is the South picked up on music and they took off and they help each other and they they move along. So mm-hmm. they kind of shifted the climate of hip hop. You know what I mean? And right. in New York, it, like even not, not just New York, but the East Coast, it, it was every man for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, money's short, I'm going to do my own thing. He's going to do his own thing. She's going to do her own thing. And meanwhile, the South figured it out. They bonded together yeah. and music shifted. And that's kind of mm-hmm. where we at now. Mm-hmm. Like New York is trying to unite again, but, and not even, I don't want to say unite to make it seem like we weren't united, but mm-hmm. New York is figuring out what the South figured out years ago.
1: Mm. Right. We're stronger together than apart. Exactly. I'm trying to make one sound, like one New York sound.
2: But, does New York have a sound right now? Like uh, that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's
1: what I'm saying cuz like from the south, like I feel like Outkast kind of made it and that's like the the the, the, the south sound and that kind of like evolved from there. I don't know. I'm 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 just always curious because we don't hear dipset stuff anymore. I know that's nostalgic and you know that's 20 years ago at this point. Not to age it, but you know and 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 you know Illmatic is not coming back even though we had those yeah. anniversaries. So I'm just But I think because of
2: these streaming platforms nothing ever dies. Right. So that's the beauty of music now. It's like if you get in your car and you want to hear Dipset, it's your prerogative. You could turn on Dipset. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? True. So we really don't have an excuse nowadays. It's like the streaming numbers tell us what people want to hear. Because if you like a song, you stream it. Whether it's YouTube, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Apple Music, whether it's Tidal, no matter what it is, you find a way to stream it. And if people don't stream it, that means that the interest is in there. So mm-hmm. we really don't have anybody to blame nowadays but ourselves. If we don't listen to certain, if certain music dies out, because look, okay. DMX passed away. Rest in peace, to DMX. <laughs> right. His yeah. music was like number one through five on the hip hop charts, and on Apple Music for like the, the last week. Mm-hmm. You, know? you understand? So when people like something and they listen to it, it shows on the charts.
0: Mm-hmm. Facts. Another question for like the new age. I guess, the new age of making music, you know, I, I I go back to the story that you told of how you had to send uh, wave files to Lil Wayne for the two beats. Oh, and Dude, that she... shit
2: took about seven hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dial up. <laughs> oh, dial up. Goodness. I went to my man's house. That shit was dial up. I <laughs> sat in his house. We ate a couple meals. That shit took about, no exaggeration, it took about five wow. hours. Wow. About five hours.
3: I can't even think five
2: hours to send two trap oh my
3: god. I we don't take, miss You Take at all. that for granted. I just sent these before this and <laughs> it didn't take that long. To like two,
0: three minutes. Now <laughs> those
2: same files today would take fifteen seconds.
0: That's crazy. Jeez, That's insane. That's insane. <laughs> but do you see do you do most of your work in studio or do you do both? what would you say? Would you, do you say mostly in the studio? Do you do most of Yeah, studio. Studio. All right. Do you do do you still just get artists who like ask for your beats and then you don't even see them is that is that even com like how common is that
2: um like ross me and ross didn't meet up this time around i just you know i sent him stuff we mm-hmm. never saw each other face to face after he, he got the music so it happens it happens man but usually with the um if it's newer artists we're in studio together okay you know what I mean? Like there's some records I did with, you know, now that Jim is doing quarantine studios, there's some records that I did that Jim recorded through quarantine studios. You know what I mean? When right. we weren't in the studio together. Same right. thing with, um, with Cam. Cam has a studio in his, in his crib. So Cam might record some shit in his house. Same thing with Joel's. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, it's different now. Everybody has their own spot.
0: Mm. Okay. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess you've worked with so many people. Is there anyone like on like? Is there anyone that you're like dying to work with at, at all? Three people: Jay Z, Four, Fact.
2: I was about to say um, I have to be number one.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
2: Jay Z, Eminem, mm-hmm. and the last one might be a shocker because I don't know if he does music like that anymore. But Fifty Cent, I want to do something with Fifty. Oh, wow. Yeah,
3: that'd be awesome.
2: Um, I, I I need to get Fifty on that. Um. On that uh I can see that get though get Richard Dye trying vibe one more time. I can see that though. I can see yeah, me- I, think,
0: I think so. I think it'll make a dope record. Yeah. I can see that. That'd be dope. How is it, you know, <clears throat> how do you how do you how do you go about it? Do you like reach out and say, hey, we should collab? Is it is it just something like that? You just sound like a message? how's how that um no? I don't
2: really reach out to people because I believe when people want to work with you, they reach out to you. As far as like on the production side.
3: Mm -hmm. You know
2: what I mean? Like uh, some artists are fans of producers and they reach out to them. I don't Mm -hmm. ever want to be the thirsty producer that's like, "Yo, work with me, work with me. It's like, I let my work speak for itself and people reach out to me. So, and you know, I work with everybody, so I'm never going to discriminate. If you're signed unsigned, it's like, what are you trying to do? Let's figure it out. Mm
0: -hmm. For sure. Would you say for like upcoming producers should, is that like another thing that should do be limited to who they work with? Or what would you tell them? Would you tell them to,
2: I say if you're a new producer work with every and anybody because you need the experience, you know what I mean? You're not in the position to be choosy. Okay. So, I mean, that's the best advice I could give them. I wouldn't tell any producer to say, I'm not working with this person or that person, unless they're just terrible. You know what I mean?
3: But (laughs) Yeah. If somebody has talent, who are you to turn them away as a new producer? I have a question. Do you have a favorite part of the process of making a, a record? Like, you know, maybe drums. putting the drums.
2: I love putting drums. Okay. I'm, I'm Jamaican, so I guess that's what <laughs> drives music to me is, yeah. the, is, the, is the drums and the bass. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. All right.
1: So, so one of my favorite parts of music in general... Is the fact that the sampling, right? So I love the fact that you're sitting home, you know, as a kid listening to reggae records, and then later on you're like, yo, I'm using that and I'm about to make this, you know, new age modern. You know what's crazy? I figured it out the other
2: day how I became good at sampling. When I was young, I used to ride in the car with my father and he would play, he would play like tons of music I didn't like, like, you know, at the time, Kenny Rogers, um, uh, Dolly Parton, um,
3: so like, he
2: would, like you know, Jamaicans love country music for they some love reason. It. So. <laughs> so he um, used to play a bunch of that, but in every song, I would find the piece that I liked, even if it was only like ten seconds. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Yo, I love this part of the song," and that shit just stuck with me over the years. And it's like that's why in my head I can find the best part of the song and shit that I listen to and sample it. And rearrange it and do other shit with it because I've been almost trained since I was a kid.
3: That is wild. Without that's, knowing, that's the same. That's a very similar process for me. I was I had been put on to so much music that my parents and my cousins and people put on, and half of it I don't even like. But there's always like that three second loop, right? Or that 10-second <laughs> loop. Or well, not
2: even. Sometimes it's just a sound where you're like, damn, why they didn't use right. that sound more and, and sure. then you take that sound and you know what I'm saying like stretch it right yeah and do a bunch of shit with it man mm-hmm. and then find other pieces like it and and put your own things together
1: so oh do goodness. you still so when you're when you're sitting there are you still listening to cuz i find myself especially when i'm at home when i cuz i have you know my vinyl or even on my streaming i just find myself listening to like outrageous stuff that's just not popular not really what i'm yeah. listening to while i'm driving you know what i mean I've just listened- different stuff if I told you I've listened to less than a million
2: songs in my life, I'd be lying to you. I've listened to millions of songs because
1: yeah.
2: I have to hear everything to, you, you know, to see what I like. I've listened to alternative music. I've listened to garage band rock. I've listened to, yeah. I've listened to from Sade all the way to, to smashing pumpkins like all types of you know what yeah. I mean? Like and oh sometimes
1: they, sometimes they have better they have better rhymes than some rap albums like so, the gorillas again, sometimes, sometimes you, are on fire sometimes
2: you find a jewel you find a little piece yeah. you're like i know nobody heard this yeah people that make the music i make they're not listening to this that's how i think sometimes because i listen yeah. to everything
1: are you on something i i have you like listened to something like uh recently or that's on your mind I, for some reason i mean I, for some reason i've been listening to a lot of uh person like piano like old school like jazz and piano instrumental. i'm just i'm just curious yeah, if you have something too. weird the only something thing weird is on you, your mind when you sample jazz you have to be in the mood
2: to do it because it takes yeah. a lot of chopping because jazz didn't particularly play to any time yeah. yeah so you almost have that to means- make your own timing with jazz
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know what i mean when you chop it up so i got to be in the mood to to, to fuck with jazz samples i love i do love jabs, jazz jazz <laughs> when i find the right
0: one cool okay interesting when you're sa- when you're sampling like what do you say <clears throat> what's the best process of like doing the entire thing you know when you're putting i know you said the drums is like your favorite part but when you're putting the entire package together what would you say is i guess not Well, the favorite we already know is the drums, but like, what's the most difficult aspect of just putting the whole thing together? I think it's getting to a point with
2: something that you like.
3: Boom. You
2: understand? Like, to hearing something that you like. Like, I might have all the pieces, but then when I put it together, it, it doesn't sound like what I had in my head. Right. So then I'll rearrange it, and then I'll rearrange it again, and I have to get satisfied with where I'm at. You understand? That mm-hmm. might be the hardest part as far as, like, getting to the drums i do that first before i even get to drums I'll, I'll arrange a sample and try to find a dope melody for it mm. and if i can't find that and be comfortable with that i'll just move on do to you the next st- like st- and, st- and come back to that another day
3: do you still strive to get to that vision like in your head that you're trying to do because for me sometimes i'll have something in my head i'm trying to make it but it's just not panning out so i'll just but make something the crazy
2: part is i have a vision in my head and mm-hmm. while i'm trying to get there I'll fuck up somehow and it'll turn out better like, because cool. I fucked right. up. You right. know what I mean? Like I'll fuck up and it will be like, wait a minute. Like, I like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, let me keep it like this. I know I was going to do it this way, but this way sounds better. Mm-hmm. And it happens all the time. So I don't even, like, I'm not bugging if I don't get to that point.
3: Do you have any notable uh, records that you think you made by accident? Because. Dipset Anthem. That is <laughs> yeah. the one. Wow. Dipset Anthem. <laughs> That's the one I. Huh? A million percent, Dips and Anthem.
2: Okay. Because the way that the way that triggering is going in the sample happened yep, by yeah. accident. Happened nice. by accident. Wow. And then when I heard it, I'm like, oh shit, let me keep it like this. And <laughs> the rest is just, you
0: know. I'm glad you did. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm <glad you> did. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, arsonists I let me make sure everyone, everyone got more questions for Arsenis. I think that's. That's what we I got, think, man. I think
3: we're done. I just want to say, since I'm I'm looking at him before a face, you're one of my inspirations in production. Period. You know, I grew up. Love listening- my
2: brother. Thank you, man.
3: I I thank grew you. up listening to your work, so this is this is a huge moment for me. You know. You um, know what's crazy, I've, man? Not to and yeah. I thank
2: you for saying that too, because mm-hmm. like as a creator, you just hope you live long enough to hear shit like that. Yeah. So I appreciate it, my brother. You know, I, mean? I gotta give
3: you flowers when when you're here. You know, no, nah, I appreciate
2: it because you know some people, some people's pride is too big to say shit like that. Yeah, man. So it I appreciate
3: you, it because it was you, an alchemist, and then down the line, a rap really like shaped. Well, I was really influenced by your sounds. So, and you know, it's that's I've love, been my done brother, this for like ten plus years now, and it's taken off. I've I've been working with Jaquay and other people as well. So, all right, hats off to you, man. Much
0: respect. I appreciate it, my brother. Thank you, man. Yeah. Well, thank you, Arsenis, for for coming on and speaking with us. We we hope you know, even though we didn't, uh hopefully we change your mind about the New York Knicks and you start rooting for them. I told you, what, if they make I know you the root for New, New York and chip. you want New York success, man. But you gotta watch. Just, no, just what I'm what I'm saying, even if they watch. make
2: it to the chip, I'll be in disguise in the garden somehow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you there. Yeah
1: I'll see, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll see you there, man. Yeah, I'll be right next to you in the
0: if you need friends to you. watch it with you, man, we're all good. We we can all watch. It. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know we all tell, you, we'll one tell of my your family?
1: Boys,
2: one of my homeboys used to offer me, because he had season, I think he had season passes to the to uh, to the Knicks. Mm. And every time he couldn't make the game, he would call me. And I always felt like a fraud if I said yes. Oh. I just always felt like a fraud. Like
1: I'm just <laughs> using these tickets because, like, damn. Dude, we just got you got we got the Kith Dipset Knicks. Just put that on. You can't say anything. Like, no I actually had to it on you. a few days ago. You
2: look at my gram. You say I had it on like about <laughs> <Yeah>. last, <laughs> week,
1: last week, last Thursday,
0: I think. Nobody can say anything, man. There Nobody go. can say
1: anything with that on. Like, yo, I, I literally I made them, so it's all good. <laughs> go
0: Nicks. There you go. Marcus, once again, appreciate you for coming on, my man. Really, thank you so much. And thank, thank the you for having me there. there.
1: Yeah, and just so you know, like just so you know, I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna speak too much for Ricey, but he he he's, he's being real. He was he was so excited. <laughs> um when That's when he love, met man. you, uh, you know, in the in the Jackway recording studio, he was hype. You know, you know, pre-interview talking to you, uh, that you remembered him, and he has a picture with you and stuff. So it, it's all love. He's not just saying it's that because you're here, man. That's it's real. It's real. Thanks. I appreciate it, my brother. Thank y'all for having me, man. I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: And Thank you. It, do you do you have anything to plug before you go? Or
2: um, nah, just be on the lookout. Um, Fred DeGottin, Contraband Three coming soon. Um. Yeah. Uh, track with Rick Ross coming soon, track with 2 Chains coming soon, um, uh, uh, Cam Demic, Cam's album, I got about four on there, that's coming soon, I think he said July 4th. You said July? Yeah, I think July yeah. 4th he said. Um okay. And I know I'm missing a bunch of shit, man, I'm working with a bunch of people, but, um, a project I just did recently, OT The Real, The Irishman, came out on St. Patrick's okay. Day, go check that out, that's dope.
0: Um, and yeah, I'm just working. You awesome. he can hear. it. Oh. That's a lot of projects, oh, man. Go. I love it, love it. I can't wait to listen to all of them. Oh no, I got a project with Currency
2: that's coming out soon too. That's finished already. That
0: but man yeah, never
3: right. stops working.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, he always working. We'll be there, we'll man. We'll working. be
0: there. <laughs> yeah, we'll listen. Possible. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Arsonist.
2: And last thing, last thing, I'm I'm dropping. I'm gonna drop an instrumental project as an NFT. I'm just letting the world know now. It'll be oh, done soon. That's oh, real, yo. Oh, It'll be done
3: I'm soon. That's a whole, actual that's
0: a whole nother
2: conversation. I know but that's a whole. Cool. Cool. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Arson's Let's drop get, be really ahead interest. of the curve. Let me just throw that in the air to y'all. Be ahead of the curve, man. Do not fall behind the curve. hmm Trust me. You but hear, hear that, Alex? Alex get on the NBA I'm Top I'm the Shot. from Arsen
3: first. that's, that's something I was thinking of. Like, that ass. I was really thinking about doing something like that.
2: This interview is the NFT. If you really know what it is. Let's go. All right. All right, man. Be safe, y'all. All All right. Take care. All right, for sure.
0: Appreciate it.